Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Solly here welcoming a new member into the uh, who is not going to win club loser. DJ. It was originally the DJ Pie mm. Memorial, and then it was the DJ Pie and Solly Memorial. Now it's the DJ Pie and Solly and Solly and Big Randy, as we both picked Justin Thomas not to win. Big Randy's here. On your left. Yeah, thank you. Uh, good to be here. I, I thought that was just a majors thing. We, you, but you always true, add in extra, you add in extra people, so we like just to taunt. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy's not going to win. That guy's not going to win. We even added an extra event in this year, and you got tripped up. TC is here. He's gonna he's gonna have some takes. I have a feeling today. I just like to gloat. I said Rory's not going to win. Good. Rory certainly didn't yeah. win. <laughs> but the goal is to fly as close to the sun as possible, or or pick the most obvious person, right? I I you know it's named after DJ Pi, who is also here. Hey. Good to see you guys. Uh, I can't help but think maybe Solly is little whiffs of the World Golf Hall of Fame with Solly claiming this one as a major. Uh, <laughs> I'm one win away from like the from Champions Tour eligibility. Yeah, and exactly. the and the Hall of Fame. Huge now. congratulations, Solly. Huge week for you. EB3 is asking if we had an insider info on on JT not winning, <laughs> and uh, uh, yes, it turns out we did not. Uh, one of our proud partners uh, is of course Callaway Golf, who had a few names towards the top of the leaderboard this week. Great Sunday for Taylor Gooch, and then. Okay finish for John Rom if you count $339,000 or whatever that was as okay. Rom recently switched to the new Epic Speed Fairway Woods, noting he likes how easily he can draw them and the height he gets on his shots. He's not the only one who's a fan of the new Epic Fairway Woods, which feature an improved jailbreak system that spreads and angles the titanium bars more than previous models, allowing for additional flex in the face and more forward center of gravity. That's very interesting to learn because I felt like this, I don't really know if I fade or draw it, but it it like when I heal it, it has been fading back into the middle of the fairway. When I tow it, it is drawing back to the middle of the fairway. Like my misses have been going very, very straight with it. Gear effect, baby. It feels a little bit it feels a little bit dirty, but I am quite I am enjoying the Epic Speed 3 wood. Also, a quick listener shout out to Florida man Mike Lahada, who picked up an Epic Max drive and reports that it's wildly exceeding expectations. Those are his words. Wildly. Florida man reports. Florida <laughs> man reports Epic speed. He had the shortest his uh, his shortest approaches ever on five of seven driver holes with in his first nine holes with the new club. Good decision, Mike. As always, learn more about Epic Fairway Woods and drivers at callawaygolf.com slash epic. All right, D. Felice Jr. is asking the most important question. What was JT's defining moment? He's trying to get out in front of it before next year's ads. Next, He shouldn't say next year's ads because they're going to start next week. Right? Sure. Okay. That's a great question. You know, we were kind of joking about this a little bit when it, when it came on. I, I know JT is awesome. It was super fun to watch. Great W. We'll get into unpacking a lot of why that was, but I think I was definitely rooting for uh, – Westwood or Bryson just for entertainment purposes. And so the JT win felt, I don't want to say a little flat, but it was kind of my third, you know, it was my third preference of, of those three guys. And I think part of it was, you know, solid what you said when we sat down, there, there wasn't like a really great quote unquote defining moment. I guess it's got to be the Eagle on 11, right? Well, I was going to say it's, it's like, <laughs> 
it was li- a literal. Nothing stuck out because it was a little ra- literal round full of almost perfection. Yeah, like the ball striking perfection. Every hole he hit seventeen of eighteen greens. The only one he didn't hit was eighteen, which he was. He got crowned in the fairway on eighteen. Three inches. <laughs> no, he had cut spin on that thing. That was never in <laughs> doubt. You kidding me? Uh, I really don't know how that ball stayed out of the water. Um, it was a. It, you know, for Westwood finishing one shot behind him, though, Westwood also had a ball bounce away. It should not have bounced that he got a birdie out yeah. of on the 14th. I would argue that JT's defining moment was uh, number 16 on Saturday when he made the eagle yeah. there. And uh, I don't know. It just felt like there was a certain spark about him. You know, that that kind of put an exclamation point on, on his third round, 64, and and catapulted him into the conversation. Yeah, one over when standing on the 16th tee on Friday and wins the tournament at 14 under. It was pretty wild. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to underscore it there. Uh, but of course, I, I, we're gonna. The golf course got a little easier as the week goes on, which I'm sure we'll discuss. But oh yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I know these numbers don't, you know, without anything to compare it to. Uh, so he was second in the field in round three in strokes gained off the tee with 1.7. And then led it with 2.7 in round four. 2.7 strokes getting off the tee in one round is astronomical. That's enormous. Yeah. That's Bryson level. Um, and then the, the the shot he hit, I guess I don't I don't understand these rope draw. The one on 16. 16. Today. Oh my god, that was that absurd. Made me physically uncomfortable. You Especially because he hits it so high with his driver. Like just hit one over the trees, right? Well, that's what I know. It was a little bit into the wind, but it was. A, what seven mile an hour wind? Like it's it, it's not humming. I think it's you know if you if you try to take one over the trees, you are bringing left into play more so than like I'm starting this way right and duck hooking it. I know it can't go any further left than than it did, and just getting a ball moving left is going to be moving it towards the hole. Whereas like West, you know like Westwood stepped up and hit a drive a cut drive, which I was just like. All right, you do you, man. Like you, this <laughs> shot clearly calls for a draw, and you're gonna hit your fade. Like you do you. And then he got up there and he had two fifty plus into it and hit it right behind the tree. Like the dudes, they were able to get it around the corner. Which what what was he trying to do there? JT had two twenty five and hit that was like a five wood, or yeah. I don't know if he has a seven wood also, but it looked it was like a five wood. I think he had the five wood, and it was you know hole high. Westwood had two fifty two, and he's trying to smoke an iron and get it running up there, and it's like <laughs> that tree dude, when that it's playing to Kevin Matumbo. Yeah, when it's playing fast, that I don't know. That that feels like bad shit can happen when you're trying to get that running on that green of sixteen. That's how it seems like people hit in the water there. I've been in that bunker multiple times. Not the brag. That is that is the worst place. <laughs> Death. It's, it's the double hazard. There's the Donald nothing Ross double you can hazard. do from right there. In and a it, bunker behind a tree. It's truly one of the worst spots you could possibly With a be. lake behind <laughs> the, the uh, pin and a bun- and another bunker in front of you, and then it feeds off to the left otherwise. Kinda, so you either have to go right at it or you're going to have another chip. Semi-shanking it into that other bunker might have been the play. That was what you're saying. That was a heady, uh, heady play. Kind of a comfy five after that. Are you, possibly you're saying that was his defining moment. <laughs> that could have been well. Unfortunately, I think that might have been Westwood's defining moment. Yeah, sixteen is such a fun hole to watch. It's such a it's a par four and a half. It's an easy hole. It's gettable. But like, it, if you want to win this tournament, you got to go take. You got to go get shots on that hole almost yeah. every day. Yeah, it, it's it's That's my favorite hole. To it should stand be stand behind and yeah. watch guys hit driver because you see such a wide variety of of shapes and trajectories. That was by far the most fun hole to watch Bryson this week too. You know, we had six last week. Obviously, it was the the sideshow hole where Bryson's screaming his face off, hitting as far as he can. But sixteen was especially after watching that year after year and seeing the lines guys are taking, seeing the lines Bryson was taking was was ignorant. It was really fun to watch. 
He had 191 in today, 187 in yesterday, 197 in in round two, and 179 in in round one. He was relishing it. <laughs> was that Friday when he played in the afternoon? And he, and he oh, driver nine, driver nine. <laughs> that was Thursday, I think. Actually, I, I was gonna say I, I watched him Friday yeah. morning out there. He uh, and it, it it and juxtaposed that with how he played 18 all week. He iron off the tee every day. I don't know why he's so uncomfortable with that shot? And 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 not even like he kept pulling out of the iron and and spraying it to the right into the pine straw or into the rough there or really not even getting to the pine straw made par um each day but it, it just seemed like a very very cautious approach on you, 18 you know who had the longest drive on 16 this week he only had 170 yards into the green i don't know adam scott hmm. how about that he, he also i think was last in the field in strokes getting off the tee so i don't know how how he managed that one yeah he seems like he he picked up a couple there Randy, does this win do much? Does this JT winning the players do much for you? Of course. I mean, <laughs> what a, what a celebration! Uh, no, I think you know wider perspective, bigger narrative. I, I think it's an important win for him. Obviously, um, it's it's it gets him closer to the whole thing. It's it's a title to put next to his uh, his major. Um, I, I from a casual fan standpoint, I mean, I I thought it more exciting he or Bryson winning than. You know, no offense, guy like Brian Harmon or even Lee Westwood. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I know he's very <laughs> popular, but he just doesn't do a lot for me. He's very, he's, it, it's a bit of a hipsterdom going on with Lee Westwood. And I'm, I'm very happy to be upfront about my stance here where before Finau, like Westwood has been my Finau for 10 years. We're just like, why do you guys keep picking this? He's clearly, he's going to be in the hunt. He is so clearly not going to win a major. It's because you're rooting for somebody to banish their demons. Before your very eyes. And eye. now it felt right? like somebody somebody on a text thread today made a, a Sergio comp where I was like, yeah. oh, you know what? That's exactly right. Where it was always, it was hard to like root for bitchy Sergio when he was, you know, younger. And once he got to, what was that, 2016, 2017, whenever he won the Masters? 17. It, it was, it's like, okay, listen, man, we're through, we're through the looking glass now. We're on the other side. It's clear he's not going to go win eight of these things. Like, yeah, come on, get one. That'll be really fun. Well, that's that's how I felt about Westwood. That's it's, the interesting thing about Sergio's. I was very in on Sergio winning a major, and then as soon as Sergio won the major, I'm like, all right, cool, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Now. Like, get the fuck out of here! You're you're bitchy and whiny again. Well, I think what? we tried to convince ourselves that Sergio was like this transformed man when he won the major, and I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying this. Still a dick. Next yeah. year, he does the Saudi Arabia thing? I was like, all right, <laughs> you know what? We're done here. I'm moving on from what? this. Uh, unpack the the Westwood stuff a little more. Did I miss anything there? Uh, no, I you know, great dude. Not I. It's it's corny to say this, but everybody says he's like an awesome hang. So he hated Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we we went <laughs> back and forth on Twitter yeah. for a little while. But. No, it's one of those things with him. Like unless I'm going to the after party or something, like I don't really want to see him win. I you know I don't care. Um, Does it not refresh you at all though that like he he's he, he's got his fiance on the bag for him? He's raking his own bunkers out there, yeah. and he's in the last group. What are you? <laughs> which, that's what I said. Who are you raking for? I know that's what I didn't get either. No, I don't know. I've never liked his golf swing. I think that's a lot of it. You don't. Like, that's that's seeing someone cover the golf ball with their irons the way nah, he does. It's just brutish. Sexual. And, uh, that's because you just use all hands. You don't use your sternum <laughs> yeah, at all. I don't your golf swing. <laughs> I don't recognize it. I actually thought it was a good thing that he kept hitting it out of the bunker. Like he kept hitting it into the fairway bunkers on, on the on the last stretch there. I thought it was a good thing where it was forcing him to actually cover the ball and really commit to a shot because I felt you know out of the fairway like the one that he missed missed the green just left on seven wedge in his hand should have i mean that 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 needs to be in a five-foot circle right and he missed that and then 
just a little bit. There were, I think there were a few cobwebs there as far as the irons go. And then, especially juxtaposed to steps Saturday. up on 14 and hits that shot on 14, Jesus, which was, was insane so in the good. left bunker. That, that, that tee shot probably should have gone in the, in the water. Too, but Casey Wittenberg was over there throwing it back <laughs> in play for him. <laughs> Lee Westwood was third in strokes game putting this week. Yeah, uh, just that, he his ball striking really let him down today. He uh, lost over two shots uh, in strokes gained tee to green today, which is uh, so wild that he his putter kept him in it today. I didn't yeah. feel like that yesterday as much because I think that the the putts that he misses he misses them by such a wide margin yeah. <laughs> that. He's the king they, of the twelve-foot brick that does, never has a chance. Yeah, and that in the past, which I, didn't really show up today. No, 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 the, no. Yeah, the only the one he really, mi- I mean, he missed on seventeen, That's but it was like putt. that was a really you could see how one much on that thing swung. Was nails too. That yeah. was for so much money. So much money, <laughs> and, and, and to take it away from Bryson, which was awesome. Yeah. And I think, I think with Lee, it's like you, you know, you you ascribe it to be an almost worse putt because he missed it so badly, even though the stroke counts the same. Right. Before we move on for, from JT, uh, which we may have already, but I want to ask one question. Is it, can we count is, in terms of like for argument's sake, for tiebreakers when we're comparing guys, can we count the players as a half major? Well, I was going to say, JT. If, if you count the PGA as a half major. JT's well. <laughs> major. Some PGAs are a full major, some are a half major. I would argue that <laughs> JT's major at Quail Hollow was uh, absolutely a half major. And this was a half major as well. Can you lay out who's the committee that decides which is which? Is which? Me and Randy. <laughs> That's a, a pure gut feel. You know when you see it. Yeah. Exactly. Which, uh, Randy, I don't want to take that, you know, I have it on good authority that you fell asleep during that PGA at Quill Hall. <laughs> yeah. At the event. At the, the event. Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. The, we were, I don't know if I saw a shot that, that whole weekend. <laughs> but, you know, the fact he won, I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, that I mean, Quail Hollow just doesn't do it for me. Well, it's a yeah. major venue. That's where you filmed it with the uh, the that first was... golf, adjacent, the only golf adjacent yeah. with that one dude is like, be honest. I mean, golf tournaments kind of suck, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, just, we, we kind of moved past JT. I don't know if we really totally underscore, yeah. you know, why he won, which is that he just struck the shit out of the ball. Like it, it was, you, you, you mentioned it, but it's worth saying again. I mean, it was an almost like, perfect round of golf today it was crazy 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 good he lost over two strokes on the green today and shot yeah. 68 to win the tournament i was gonna say seven pars in a row to start the day radically different than his third round where he, i think he birdied he birdied the first four and then four in a row. birdied seven as well after bogeying five first Jay- four like two two out of the first four hard holes jt's round today first in strokes gained off the tee first in strokes gained tee to green and first in driving distance i have a question for the group about JT, mm. and I want to word this uh, carefully. I I was thinking about it today, and I you know people are going to make a mockery of the idea of JT overcoming adversity, right? And I I think that's fair when you consider you know like his adversity against billions of other people's adversity in the world. But I, I do want to ask you guys. I think for him. Right for JT, it's probably the most uncomfortable and adverse conditions he's gone through lately. And I am curious what that does for him, whether that kind of renews him and focuses him on his golf, whether that plays any part in this week. Uh, but I, I think my my bigger question is if it feels like he could perhaps be on the verge of a, of a very big season, which I know some of you guys have... have called uh earlier this year even prior to everything that that uh happened and i think i mean i think with jt you need to 
separate out like his grandpa died who was very very important to him so which is there's a difference between self-inflicted adversity exactly. and real yeah. actual life adversity and you can tell that i think that's what he and his dad were embracing about after the round and all that and that makes total sense and then you know for to dan hicks's quote uh you know unfortunate audio <laughs> that was picked up by mike's you know that's the other adversity which you know like yeah he uttered a gay slur right and and that's and I think JT's probably um, he hasn't been very public about what what he what he has or hasn't done, which you know I think we were all expecting him to be a little bit more like, hey, I'm I did this, this, and this. So you know we'll see what happens there. But I think on some level, it did seem like JT was, has been down on himself for the last two months. It's hard to walk around with the same swagger, I would assume, after something humiliating like that yeah. happens. Again, self inflicted. Um, it's I. I, I think this is kind of the the comparison you're somewhat after there is like the overcoming adversity thing with Patrick Reed, which I think the difference, the, a, a big difference there is like the actual showing of remorse where like JT made a mistake and was like clearly sorry for it. And then has some other off course, yeah. you know, adversity that you overcome. Whereas Reed is doing things that are very shady with the rules of the game and then like lying to our face about it is mm-hmm. where I think an interesting parallel and worth Worth discussing the differences on that, right? Because some, some people say you hate on Reed for all the fake overcoming university and you're covering for JT. I don't think that's necessarily. I don't. I think they're apples and oranges here. But I think with JT, he's been extremely down on himself. He's like, you know, Eamon Lynch wrote a great column earlier this week about how, hey, JT, it's time to move forward, man. It's time to, to, you know, focus on the future, focus on the now, quit dwelling on what happened, and and that's you know, I, I thought that was a good a good thing just. F- for him where it's and, and this feels like instead of that being the first question hey jt like you played really well at players that's going to lead things yeah. off and it feels like to your point randy like this is going to be the, the like the start of of what should have been in january right I, I think so i mean i think we had all been curious why he hadn't followed up the the aforementioned pga championship with at least another major right he's got every shot all the talent in the world And I'm just curious, it it strikes me as you go through something, uh, again, self-inflicted, so I don't, you know, don't, I I hope people don't twist it, but but it it does where, like, it makes you feel terrible. I'm sure he was down on himself. And I, it it makes me wonder, I don't know the answer, but I I would think it would almost cause him to, like, re-fall in love with golf in in a strange way, where it's like... Or put this behind him. Like truly be able to put it behind the being a top of mind thing that's happened. It's crazy yeah. to go back and read his his stuff from Tuesday in his pre tournament press conference and him talking about you know lacking confidence and feeling like he's lost and all that stuff. It's like, dude, you're the number three player in the world <laughs> and you've won thirteen times before this week and all this stuff. And I mean, it's just uh, I think to your point, Randy, it's like. Yes, there is self-inflicted and there's non-self-inflicted, but they all kind of mix together and then you go and you play some bad golf. And I don't know. I mean, if JT can talk about how he's lacking confidence on the golf course, it's like, yeah, right. that's probably that probably happens to to the best of them, truly, you know? And it's it's got to be a, uh, I don't know. I mean, who can't kind of relate to that, right? And also, I think JT, like from a major's perspective, he won the last major of 2017. 2018, not a great year for him in majors. T6 at the PGA, 2019, not a great year in the majors. 2020 feels like a little bit of a wash. Um, but during that time frame, which Brandel was quick to point out in the live from after the fact, 
I mean, JT won a shitload of golf tournaments, right? So it's not like 2018, 2019, 2020 were a wash. Like he won from the time he won the PGA until today. He won uh, the Dell Technologies Championship, CJ Cup, Honda, uh, WGC Bridgestone, BMW, the CJ Cup again, uh, Kapalua in 2020, and then the WGC uh FedEx. A lot of all limited, limited field. field events <laughs> for, for what it's worth. I know. I Good know to see him win that. a full field event this week. I, yeah. No, I don't know. I, I'm playing. I'm playing psychologist, and I realize that I, I don't know what he's feeling. I think it'd be a fascinating interview if somebody were to explore these topics with him. I, I just think of a guy who's what 27, 28 years old, right? Has all the money he'll ever be able to spend. Uh, has a major. And I, I think it could be easy to just kind of get in a rut a little bit. And then you get some shit in your life. And I, I'm just curious if it's like, oh, God, I really do love golf. And, like, I just want to get back to concentrating on on golf, right? And um, It kind of brings you some clarity. Uh, yeah. I don't know if anything clicked for him or if anything changed or if maybe it was just a hot weekend this week. But certainly something to keep an eye on going forward. What's funny, I think in the very first podcast we did, he had, was coming off like a T3 or something at the players and made like 500,000 bucks. And I asked him, like, what's that like? You know, you do you celebrate after making 500,000 bucks? And he was like, he was not he was not a dick about it. He could have been. He's kind of like, yeah, I mean, to be honest, like I kind of plan on making a lot of money playing golf. So uh, I don't get like too tied up in that. And I don't know what his career earnings are now today, but it's fun to, funny to think. Six, uh, four, over forty million, not even counting the FedEx Cup bonus. How about how about Jimmy's? Uh... <laughs> Jimmy, they got a great shot of him in the uh, scoring. T- there's, so, so there's when you sign your card on Sundays on tour, they have like a a sheet of paper taped to the table that shows by by place what the payout is. And Jimmy's getting ready. He takes a sip of water. He's getting ready to leave. He comes back and looks just to double check what the winner gets and yeah. sees the two point seven million. <laughs> he does like the monkey meme face and walks out. <laughs> Because that's two hundred seventy k going uh, going Jimmy's updated, way. Hopefully, my updated. man's not on a salary. <laughs> yeah. I got updated masters lines. Before we get there, okay. can I update you on some updated? Where you might be wanting to get on some action here in the coming. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say the month. I always love how in the in the in the ad copy here, it's always very very bland description around what I'm talking about. But there's a tournament, a basketball tournament, I believe. It's about to be in full swing, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. You can bet. One dollar. See if you guys keep track of this. One dollar on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win one hundred dollars. So that's absolute madness. It's that, that speaking right simple. Now. Preposterous. <laughs> Glorious Turning madness. One dollar into one hundred dollars is one hundred to one odds. So you can pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning one hundred dollars. All it takes is a one dollar bet, and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than put your money where your mouth is with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball is not for you. They have 100 to 1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's UFC 260. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 at the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code NLU to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and one 
or an Indiana one eight hundred nine with it. Very God, close. Oh, that was a really good that effort. Was a really good effort. Really good I was effort. I was gonna go right into some DraftKings lines unprompted. That's perfect. Then bring me there. Uh, dust updated lines. Dustin. Let's guess if we can. Okay. Dustin. D- Dustin's twelve to one. No, it's, he's uh, nine to one. Sixteen. No, no, I was gonna say what? plus, plus eight plus or five fifty. Oh my. God. Really? Yeah. Oh, I might, I might not, not be a good, good at this. That's not a good bet. <laughs> I feel like no. I feel like Dustin. If anything, he just I don't know. He's playing well, but not too good. He's not. He's trend. He's he's about to start trending. I think Bryson uh, plus one thousand, Rory plus one thousand. Which Randy, you're shorting like crazy. <laughs> and JT is up to plus one thousand. Rom is plus eleven hundred. Brooks plus twelve hundred. Spieth plus fourteen hundred. Jeez. Whoa. That's respect. I was ready to for like to all right. Uh, he's under the radar pick, guys. It's yeah. gonna happen. He really is gonna win the Masters, though. So. Um, all right, can we please talk about the sequence the, the most fun sequence of the day, which will forever be known as the Shank Top Queef, which was <laughs> the greatest 90 seconds of TV in 2021. Was Brent- it back to back to back? It is really close. It if close, not, if right? it's not, yeah. don't correct me because I, in my memory, it's going to live as back to back to back. I was so I went out, grabbed a grabbed a sandwich, paused my my TV, went out, got lunch, came back, and so I'm trying to watch it like on DVR. My phone just started melting <laughs> with just like what the hell is going? Just all caps text. What uh-huh. is going on? Did you see that shot? I had to I had to skip through the holes two and three. It was absolute. Just righteous, righteous madness. It was the glorious, madness. Was the glorious madness. Brendan Todd, cold shanks, a shot off 17. Almost, almost hits the island. Almost hits the island. I that, think it crossed the island. I think he should have had to drop there. No, the the island, though, is in the hazard. Is, is it? Okay. So They need to make that part of land, well, not when, in the hazard. Well, so. when they do the, uh, you know, obviously when there's a way to get to the island and they connect. When the flower barge is out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, or Which when I don't they, even know if they switch the flowers they, out today. When they connect it to the intracoastal waterway. You get a jet ski be, or something yeah, out there. Yeah, you can have some, you just hop on a three-seat jet ski and get out there. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can catch a ride. It's like right. when the guys are going big wave surfing. <laughs> they got to get towed out. Exactly. You know what would be, yeah. when they do have the boats in there, what would be sick is if like the boats would fly or, you know, kind of swim up real close to the, the green and deflect shots onto the green. Yeah. Or if it's somebody they don't like, use the fishing Sure. Like Barry Bonds catching home yeah, runs when everybody's out in McCovey's Cove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They should take away the 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 walk path in in conjunction when we, they do yes. bring the intercoastal. I thought in. we had a lot of good discussion about this this week. That I my I think where I landed was it should be a drawbridge. That, that I like that too. That they put somebody, up when someone's hitting, they put it down when someone needs to walk across. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter, and it'd be an homage to the mode at the Global Home, of course. <laughs> somebody said on Twitter that they should make it a lazy Susan. <laughs> where the green like the green like spins that. around that would be actually really cool um i i do think on, on on the island green they need to shave that little strip of rough or you know first cut i, I got a lot of messages about that <laughs> shave that shit I, <laughs> I don't think i agree because there is nowhere to hide like it's not the same as the traveler's example that everyone wanted to wanted to like there's nowhere to hide there, right? There's no But it's all it's all Azinger wanted to talk about all week. These guys are thinking about 17 when they, <laughs> when they go to bed at night. He's man. reading from the script. <laughs> these guys, the man, script. these guys are uh how, how about a they're compromise? On, they're on 4T and they're just they're just thinking about 17. If if we're not willing to shave uh, this is actually courtesy of Neil. Neil's not on the pod tonight, so I, I don't want to steal his his credit. But instead of that being a yellow circle that encircles 17, a, a yellow line, make it a white line. So anything that just gets past that white line, there's like, 
there's, there's like six inches between that and the water. It's Re- out of bounds. Reti. Reti. Short distance. You could really just paint the. How do we? we I thought we were talking white. about the shank top queef. We, how do we get here? Reti's better. Than, it could have been so much no, worse. No, because those those balls oh, that I see what now you're get saying. saved by right, the right. the last inch of that taller grass. So it's now like, they're out of bounds. It's like when you lose your ball in the hatch, but you find it, so you keep playing. Exactly. It. Anybody that goes to the drop zone anyway is a psychopath. On those first two days, they were. Yeah. Day Thursday one. Friday. Day, day one was the worst. Day four, yeah. I feel like, you're, I would even say day three. There's no reason to go to the drop zone on day three. I think there is. Because oh, you got the backstop behind that. The shot was... ish pin. We had a comfy stuff. number. Yeah, I, I disagree on that one. Yeah. I don't know. Respectfully, of course. Listen. Can we get to the Bryson top? That's really what I'm here to talk about. Is there anything about. else to talk about with the shank? That, that was chorus. We've been waiting for that for years and years and years. I feel <laughs> Brendan like. Todd laughed about it, so yeah. I don't feel bad laughing no, about it. I feel it. like that Brendan helped. Todd and Webb are pretty similar dudes. Yeah, <laughs> both kind of nondescript Southern guys. Uh, you know, and yeah, it was it was glorious. I, I want to give the biggest kudos to NBC for completely leaning leaning into that. Yes, showing the tracer, showing just replays. I mean, that was CBS in years past pulled the plug. In years <laughs> past, that that would have been the the Forrest Gump. You know. The army captain ripping the ripping the wires out of the wall, so so Forrest Gump's speech can't be heard. It only cost Brendan Todd about fifty k, so I don't feel that bad either. I mean, a little bit, but sure. that's that's a lot of money. But um, what what was the worst shot of the sequence uh, for Bryson? The the Bryson top, Bryson the cold top. top oh, oh yeah, no, of the Shank oh. top. Oh yeah, Queef. <laughs> for sure. The Bryson shanks happen some yeah. on the tour. Yeah. You don't see tops off the tee. And there was a shank. Uh, I mean, it wasn't directly, but there was a sneaky little queef Bryson hit with his four iron. That was off, so, off the forward tees. I, exactly. I, yeah. I just saw the transcripts posted. Uh, he f- cracked his four iron oh. was what happened there. How do you crack a four iron? I don't iron? believe that That's for a second. He said he couldn't. He said it was made the weirdest noise. It went straight right. Because you topped it. That's why it made at, a weird noise. No, 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 no. Not the top. No. Not the top. Not the, the, I don't apologize for the top. Do you, no, I don't apologize <laughs> for the top. How do you crack a forged iron? Because he's got all this fucking speed in the world dog strong this is why we have dj on the pod exactly i can absolutely relate to this i crack hundreds of four irons per year Mm -hmm. uh no so he tops it with a hybrid unbelievable which was sick said he's never done that before i thought somebody said on the broadcast they'd seen him do that before right (laughs) i said that on the couch which is close (laughs) yeah which is close i thought he kind of seemed like he had one of those at bay hill it was obviously not to that extent i think it was on number three or something where it, the window it came out of i was like oh that looked like he almost topped it those it are ran more, out forever those are more jarring than a, than a shank because totally. you make like you feel like you made a really good swing and you hit the ball in the relative center of the club face and you just <laughs> like I, I i don't even know what happens very very That's happened to me lefty a bunch very quick aside it reminds me of my favorite players memory ever which is when uh, me and Trod played at Jack's Beach the first time we ever played golf together. The the day after the players in like twenty, no, those were just straight up whiffs. Eighteen or something, and we were playing. I was working at the, or so this would have been like twenty eight. No, no, it would have been like twenty sixteen. Uh, I was still working at the PJ Tour, it was and the I was Ken Duke here. I was playing with a bunch of people from the tour, and I was like, oh, this guy Tron's gonna join us. Like, yeah, no, he's. I know he tweets a lot of bad stuff about the tour. He's like, <laughs> I think he's like a really good guy, though. You know, he's supposed to be a pretty good player. I think he's like a, you know, he's like a three or four handicap. Right. He's he's down from Boston. He hasn't played in four months. So there's months. probably what like eight people kind of standing around the first tee. Yeah. Tron just cold. First of all, whiffs. I think he whiffs the first. Straight up whiffs. It's crazy. <laughs> we're we're on number ten at Jack's Beach or number one at Jack's Beach. The old Jack's Beach. Uh, whiffs the first one. Looks at me with like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? What what just happened? Steps up. I think either whiffs. I think whiffs the second one, 
and then cold tops the third one straight into the water. It was made uh, two birdies later. I'd like to think <laughs> I'd like to think Bryce was paying homage to to that because it was unbelievable. Shit happens, man. But well, Bryce did it. Does happen. He said he cracked his four iron. He looked down after he hit it. Everybody's making fun of him for looking at the club. Said there was a big line across the bottom. Said he did, didn't hit it for the rest of the day. Huh. So hmm. that's what happened. On so what? So, so, hybrid, that. so what did he? What did he hit on eighteen? His three iron? Like, what does he carry? What does I his think, bag look like? I think it's like a four iron, probably. Oh, that's a good question. I thought it was that souped up four iron they kept talking so about. What's he, so what's he hitting on 18 then? Off the tee? Because well, he, he hit an iron off 18 again. We'll investigate. I guess it was downwind, so he probably could have hit a five iron, but... Somebody asked him why if he you know why carry a five and six iron. He's like ah they're there just in case just, just in case just in case just in case he cracks one. <laughs> um, when when the shot happened, I saw the tracer and I was like, don't <gasps> get don't get hyped. The tracer <laughs> just it was malfunctioned. Like a tracer malfunctioned. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then sure enough, it went into the water. And then Westwood just sprays one off the planet right that into was the a, water. That was a DJ Pie miss. That, that was, was not good. No. Neutral face not good. Wide oh, no, 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 no. I have seen that one before. Can we talk I about... thought he was going to clear the water on the, on the right side. That would have been an homage to your tee shot on 16. Was it exactly. last year? Yes. Where it... It, it, came, it was coming backwards. That's at why the end. I've, <laughs> I've had so many conversations with, with Maddie because Maddie and Leash hit driver down the left. Every time they play four, regardless of where the pin is, they they hit driver down the left. He's like, because it doesn't, it takes that, it takes those bunkers and that water out of play all down the right. He's like, I can deal with those mounds four days in a row, but I can't deal with being up against the lip or, you know, messing with that water down the right on a on a really just bad three wood. Shout out to Bryson for making two out of that, or making six out of that, only losing two shots. The up and down, down, the fifth and sixth shots were unreal. The fact that he had the the discipline to play it, just straight up play it backwards on the fourth shot was pretty impressive too. Can we talk about uh, Westwood's drop on two? Please. This was a topic of conversation. Lee, uh, really only amongst us. No one else seemed to really be talking about this. Will you describe it? Because I only saw the pictures you tweeted, and it was hard to... Get a frame of reference. First and foremost, wanna... too, we we're not like. I think Lee Westwood is beyond reproach. Like I don't, I don't think we're accusing him. Are of, you saying no. he's a gentleman? He's a total yeah. gentleman. No, seriously, he's he a class it. act. He's a total gentleman. Like I don't think he was trying to get one over on anybody. Not at all. He was acting on the information that he had. But looking back at it, his reality and the actual reality, I think, were two different things. Those are the guys you got to watch out for, TC. Don't let your guard down. <laughs> it was a tough look for the process because he sprays one right off the second tee and tries to hit a recovery punch out of some kind. He said his ball was up against a pine cone. It hits a tree branch, and then it enters the water on the right of number two in the very front right corner of the water. We see the splash like in the video clip. Five feet left of the the, of right the red edge. stake yes. on, the, on the right edge. So you see, like, and some people are saying it bounced way right. And I think the tour officials, you know, in the in the Golf Digest article said it bounced right. And it, it did not come in from the right. You, it's very clear that this this ball was not cutting. It hits. It's coming off of a tree that is also Which is well down the right, right of the fairway. Yes. So it enters on the far right, and we look up, and Lee has dropped. 30 feet, 35 feet inside the fairway line? I was going to say 15 yards inside the fairway line, up as cl- almost as close as he possibly can to the bunker. Right, but he's in the fairway yeah. from a bad angle, but in reality, he should have been dropping in the rough from an even worse angle, and he hits yes. the ball on the green, two putts for bogey. Again, to your point, he's working off the information he has. I'm just wondering, in the final group of the Players' Championship with every shot live, all the camera angles you could possibly have, 
why there isn't a process there for like, hey, we're kind of uncertain where this went, but hey, with all everyone like following this, we probably can get a very good idea of where this went in. And if he sees the image of where that ball splashed, do I think he drops there? Absolutely not. Is it possible to do video review on every single rules decision? No, but it's... This it's, feels like an important one. It's hard to be sitting, be sitting at home and looking on the screen and being like, yo, the ball didn't enter there. Like, I know that, and the millions of people that are watching this know that. Why don't the people that are competing in this competition that many people around the world are gambling on also know that? And the tour wants to keep the onus on the players to police themselves and to make the right decisions, and that's fine. But in certain instances, like this one... Like Lee, I don't think Lee was equipped to make the right decision. Right, right. Like he, it was, it was virtually impossible for him to know where the ball went in. So, and then they had no problem using video review on four. Right. That that's the only part I'll fault, not fault Westwood, but like kind of say, hey, you wanted video, kind of some some you know confirmation here that this ball crossed along this line, which I don't even know how they reviewed that and got that figured out. That's a separate conversation. But you can use video to do this. Like yeah. you, you've done it before, and they did this with Victor Hovland on the 11th hole on Thursday, and we can talk about that process. And in the final group on Sunday, you know, while there's live betting going on and all of these things, a bad drop was taken, almost certainly. And, and it's different on opinion. Friday morning versus <laughs> Sunday in the final group. Can I, can I, can I raise some... <laughs> some Hark. <laughs> yeah. Just some questions. Uh, okay, so was it red? I, yes. I, I, I have the 3D image up on PGA... Tour.com. So, yeah, and That's I wouldn't. That's the best I can do. And I wouldn't. It would the, it, the. Was it the, the line of the way the pin the, and the, the way, entry? Where the ball went in on the on the 3D shot tracker or whatever that gets adjusted was, to where he dropped was left right? of where it went in in reality. In reality. Okay. So that's what. And so I know you can go straight back, and then you can take a club length. From I've, that spot in the new rules and all that stuff. I know. Listen, Randy, I got you. Man. <laughs> I got you. All right. I, I just want to make sure we're considering all five possibilities of, with a with a red. Uh, and I know you. Can, area. I, I know. I know you take the line. WD also. <laughs> of course, that's always at your disposal. <laughs> I know you can take the line and go straight back between the pin and, and where it crossed the margin of the hazard and, and the pin, keeping that point between straight the line. Pin. But my thing is, it went in far enough right, as okay. proven by the screenshots. That it, there was no way that he was going to drop in the fairway, right? It no way, unless it's like in the very corner, maybe. But, but he was but way fifteen left of yards that. back, yeah. from there too. He was way left of that. So I, I want to preface this with I, I have very little energy for where did it cross Twitter unless <laughs> unless Patrick Reed is involved. So this was kind of like a, oh yeah, that's kind of weird. But or he won, well, right? Let's right. move on. It's a little it's like, less. It's like yeah. grassy knoll. It, it is very grass. Yes, exactly. But but I will say what I don't understand, and I'm sure there's there's a rules person who could explain this to me. Uh, is just the disconnect between when the video stuff is used and when it's not. Why why is it used on John Rahm at the memorial when his ball moves and it's not used here? You know, when when do you step in and when do you not step in? Because it it feels pretty gray right now. Because, I would guess because it with, feels like John Rahm can is is probably the best person to hold himself accountable in that instance. And and then yeah. Like when when does the switch get Yeah, I don't I don't get, get that. And I'm sure it's something they're figuring out as video gets better and better and as video gets more like equitable as far as Who's on video? Who's not on video? It's I, don't know. I think your difference you're looking for here is where it crossed Twitter. Here is it's difficult to judge by, by video unless it's like concrete, right? right? This is well. Here you can see the splash. You though, can see stuff. the splash. It is, but it's different than a ball moving. Yeah. I think I, I really do think that they there is 
a teeny bit of gray area that technically the tour can fall back on in this situation? Do I think it's right? Do I think overall what happened and played out is right in terms of the competition? No, I don't. But there is a difference in like seeing if a ball moved on camera and trying to figure out from camera angles and all this stuff where a ball crossed. At some point, though, like the tour says, at some point, you know, we've got a team watching all of the action, keeping up with it as far as rules go. If something makes the main broadcast, yeah. wouldn't it be germane to the competition? Like I if something's so. on the main broadcast, you know what? We're going to video like that. That did that doesn't pass the eye test. We're going to video review that real quick. You know, such a God as somebody who suffers through the last two minutes of basketball games with the video re- replay. It's, be careful what you wish for. I, ugh. I mean, these guys that's, take forever that's, for rulings. That's as true it is. too, Randy. I totally get that. But in golf, like as far as, as far as what we're talking about, NBC just goes and shows six other golf shots, and as a yeah. viewer, it's not going to affect us one bit. And these dudes like will flat out take ten minutes for a ruling if it's going to benefit them. Yeah. So th- it's not a. It's, it's not, not a pace of play question. No, it's re- it's really not. I don't think just because, like I said, these it seems like a thing that the players can use when they want to, to and say then, like, can you review that to see if it covered? And then Sergio had a relatively interesting drop. On the 12. back nine, yeah. too, right? Yeah, he had a cut driver that's starting it out over the water that never covered, and then I look up and he's dropped like 42 yards from the pin, which it, it, TPC Sawgrass is a nightmare for it's this kind of thing. It's a for for where did it cross? For Wittenberg. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's, why we need, that's why we need you guys out there keeping them honest. 7, 14, 18, and another two. thing. Yeah. Only some people are willing to ask the difficult questions. 12, 12's probably got a little bit of that to it as well. 12 exactly yeah so it, it, listen did it tan- it could have tangibly affected you know where it definitely did where west i don't i don't know if definitely did it could have affected where westwood finished in the tournament all the dudes that you know finished a shot behind him they lost out on second place money like it has a downstream effect to it so it's worth discussing can we talk about westwood's actual game because i feel like yeah. we totally skipped over i would love i feel to. like we totally skipped over him last week which i have been feeling bad about so i'm glad he was in the mix again <laughs> uh i you know, we mentioned a little bit of the, you know, I haven't always rooted for him, haven't always, you know, how how and why that flipped. And I think for me, it, you know, we were talking about, I think it all comes back to the ball striking and that round on Saturday for me just summed up why that was so fun to watch. I mean, that was like complete textbook surgical examination of the golf course. It was, just, it was awesome. So there's been so much that's been written and talked about with, you know, oh my gosh, he's in such a better place and all that stuff. And as much as that can be cliche, it was, I mean, Randy, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you, you didn't have a good time watching him just yucking it up, smiling the whole time. It was great. That was totally different than He's what we've seen the last 15 on his years. Bag. Uh, could have been anybody. Come it's on. such a good juxtaposition to total to jag. Bryson, no, right? total jag. Just another guy Come for on. me. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. God, the Euros are going to get all over for sure. you. It is 250 plus PGA Tour starts. He's not a in his close. Career. Is is this something yeah. real, or is this just like, hey, this was a great two weeks, and we'll see you in That's three years question. on the Champions Tour? Well, check it out. Can he get on the Champions Tour? I, I don't, don't know, know how that works. If he's only won twice on the PGA Tour, do they take Euro Tour? Well, I guess obviously Monty plays on the. He's got a Euro quarter tour, of the so. Tour wins that Bryson tour. has. They announced that on the first tee. Today. That had to affect him. <laughs> Bryson's won four times as many times as him. That's a that. <laughs> just I've, kidding. I've never really thought about that Euro Tour. Players that didn't really win on the PGA Tour, their place on the there Champions must be a, Tour. There must be a way in because Monty obviously beats yeah. up the Champions Tour. So I don't know. That's true. I what just that I, way I feel is. like with Westwood, it's 
we've watched him in so many big moments hit the biggest shots and the biggest like he's whatever the question the course is asking he answers it and then his putter or his wedges just screw him over around the greens right and it's and it's very much like there's a there's a certain sense of just tragedy about it where you feel like god like this guy is so much better than his record indicates and i know we shit on finau and all that but it's not like it's not like westwood is rinsing where i mean he did today on on four or like he yes he rinsed some balls but i think over the course of his career like thinking back to several masters or just some tournaments here and there where it's like it's it's always reliably his putter that lets him down and he's such a tried and true ball striker and he loves his swing he covers the hell out of the ball question, and question from 76 golf nut does westwood finish better with a real caddy helping me in stressful situations sometimes no. you need someone who knows the game so. and your tendencies to help finish it off uh, it doesn't seem like it. well the only thing about you know the, 16. everyone they 16 keep leading a weird one. unless you can make an in-game switch well, they keep just for with, sixteen, or, or just, yeah, like hey, I am coming down the stretch in contention. Let's bring in the real <laughs> Finno. You are coming in, guy. dog. They keep leading with how little he care, like he just cares about it less. And I, every time I hear that, I am like, that is a coping technique. You know, Rory's tried this, and for somebody that has dedicated their whole life to this game, I am sure there is some sense of like everything else is gravy at some point. But the dude cares a lot, like in, and trying to tell yourself. You don't. It might work for like sixty-three holes, but come back nine on Sunday when you really want to try to win. Like you are feeling everything that you ever felt when you were ever in contention. And he played great. I'm not saying that. Like he also he, just made like one point six million dollars. Yeah, that's that, so that I, was a good I mean, consolation. And like I know he didn't come home with the trophy, and yeah. I know he wants that. But at some level, like my question is, and I know he got divorced in 2017. Like, like what? Like how bad of a place was he in ten years ago? Right. Where, I mean, I know like that's, that's, that's what I struggle with a little bit is like, was he, was he drinking too much? Was he too hard on himself for these shortcomings? I'd like to hear more about, Hey, I'm in a different place now. And is that just the, you know, this, this, this newfound perspective or really like, what is the, the it that's, Mm -hmm. that's brought this late career Renaissance back? I hope it continues. I mean, I I don't think a ton of people are going to necessarily bet on it at age 47, but two weeks, you know, Two weeks, doing it two weeks in a row is different than one week. That's for sure. He's got such a great, like, I mean, your putting is what goes when you're, when you get older and his putting already went when he was 15, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like, what's, there's no, there's nothing to go. He's going to keep hitting the ball. Well, like I, I don't see, I don't envision Lee Westwood going away in the next five years. Well, I think I, to your point, Randy is like, was this real? Or was it not? I, I think so much of it has to, do with the setups the last couple weeks right and i know we'll get into we'll get into the setup of the golf course this week and all that stuff but i mean bay hill just he he's a person to your point john like he's gonna play great on golf courses that are really exacting and really really hard and i think that you had that on thursday and i think where it's almost like the putter made up the difference you know the softer the golf course got and the more players it kind of let in this week it was almost like his his putter kind of made up the difference and kept him in it this week can we talk hand up no idea. He's now ranked 19th in the world. Yeah. I, I would have guessed he's ranked like 150th. <laughs> this hmm. is all news to me. It's almost like they give away a lot of points on the European tour there, Randy. <laughs> uh, can we talk some Bryson? We, be, before we – I just want to – I want to tee this up for when we get to the setup. I think that the tour set things up 
as anti Lee Westwood <laughs> as they possibly could this weekend. It felt personal. It was really, it was very, very. Appa- I don't even know what apparent. that means. I think this is a deep cause, causation correlation disconnect here. Uh, you got a UPS sponsor guy <laughs> out in front of your I, marquee event. I love the conspiracy. I totally get why you're saying you're it. Gonna, I just think it's very stupid. You're going to do whatever is <laughs> in your power to bring as many guys into it as possible. Well, the then why that, didn't they do that with the rules? And yeah. the fact that was that their he, opportunity. Exactly. Well, because he's he, a total gentleman, which we've established. And the fact that he did that, like, the fact that he drained all those putts, except for the one on 17, he drained pretty much every putt center cup. That's where I was, you know, like the ones that he misses, they're so far off that you can't even blame him for them. And then he made everything else that counted. It was in, so I was shocked to hear that he was, what, third in putting for the week? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. He's clawing. Everybody's clawing these days. And he's putting from well off the green, which I respect the hell out of. <laughs> what do you? What was your takeaway from Bryson? The big golfer. Uh, so Ben Dewar is asking the question, uh, what are the thoughts on Bryson's game given he played as bad as possible and still fired an under par round? Pretty incredible. Uh, I think it's somewhat indicative of, of his week. Right, He started out the week playing very well. Um, I don't think any of us necessarily were expecting Bryson to play very well. And I know there's I kind of tweeted something along those lines this week. And, you know, a lot of people were quick to cite his resume before he turned into a power player. But he's also had one of the wildest transformations I've ever seen a golfer make in terms of deciding I'm going to bully golf courses. I'm going to hit as far as possible. And he's said that about his strategy at a lot of places. So in my mind, it wasn't a stretch to imagine that happening at TPC, hitting him into ass places like he did all over Augusta (laughs) and things like that. And so I I was walking away. Watching him like navigate the moguls through the first. There's three a lot days. more ass places. Yes, TPC Sawgrass. TPC Sawgrass, big ass place. Uh, and watching him navigate it and never really getting tempted into doing anything reckless and at any point was extremely impressive. And like, it was very much like a he uh, he has this distance muscle that he can flex when he really really wants to but he's not tied to it and he's not too proud to dial it back and hit this shot and do this and play proper golf. And it was an exhibition of all of his skills without like his driving being on full display. And I think it deserves credit. I mean, he finished tied for third and had a tough day today, including a top, but uh, man is it was, it was eye opening to me and it was concerning in terms of like, I think he's going to win more than maybe we even thought. I totally agree. I think people tend to get wrapped up in the distance stuff that, you know, it stops with the driver or something for some reason. And I th- we always would say this with Hilton Head, you know, it's like, oh, Dustin Johnson, you know, he can't just he can't just hit driver out there everywhere. It's like, yeah, cool. He can hit two iron. <laughs> that's that's even easier, right? Like it, it's uh, not I don't know. You saw Bryson kind of take that tact on 18. It's like you have this this hole that everybody. Oh, my God, they're so nervous. They can't even spit on 18 T. <laughs> Bryson's hitting four iron every day and he makes four pars. It's it's like. The driver is, it's much more than just, you know, let me watch, let me hit it over this corner. He didn't hit the four iron well on 18, though, where I feel like that's the story of Bryson's week is how nails he was chipping and putting. Yeah. Right. Where, I mean, putter kind of let him down today, but he, Saturday, he was, he was rock solid with the putter and he chipped his butt off all weekend. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very it's very 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 real thing. Um, and he's got a bunch of he's got a bunch of bicep acne. So we'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm just going to leave that there, guys. I, 
I, I expect start I, testing again. I expect them to be in the mix just about every week, right? Especially the bigger events. I I feel like enough people out there though are saying like looking at a golf course and be like, oh, that you know he can't do that stuff around here, and like we'll write him off before the week. And now I'm saying there is not one golf course you can do that. Yeah. There's not one. It's like I'd love to see him tee it up at Harbor Town, which is a similar test to uh, Sawgrass, just on a smaller scale and. With a, a little bit less penal, um, especially in kind of that middle stretch, and I think he would he would crush people hitting like you could take driver out of his bag and he would he would probably contend. He, he did check, it last year. Check he it out. Year. Yeah, he did play Harbor Town. He finished T eight. That was when he was. Yeah, yeah. that was. But I feel like early days. OB ball. I, yeah. I was gonna say I feel like that's early days, and he's got so much like as corny as this sounds. He has so much more data and so much more. I mean, shit. Last week he was still figuring out how the how the gear effect was going to mess with something or other. And this week he was, he was getting his chew rate dialed in. Did you guys read that? <laughs> yeah. How fast he's digesting food. He was working with some scientists on his chew rate. I feel like he's just free diving in the data lake. <laughs> <laughs> Setting records. I, there is one stat that we haven't mentioned with regard to Bryson, which I think is the most important. Feet of putt made? No, oh. that's, that's up okay. there though. Um, he now leads the FedEx Cup standings. Mm. There you, go. there you have it. I think he did before the week, too, didn't he? I'm guessing he probably took over the lead last week when he won. Yeah, he was one. Well, he, he has maintained one. that lead. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can report. JT's number two. Just now. getting worse. <laughs> cool. Pull crack into the top 10 we saw. Shouldn't yeah, the players be worth spots. more than 600 FedEx Cup points? Like you win like Barracuda, or not Barracuda, you win like Corrales and it's 500 and the players is 600. What are the majors worth? 600. Well, that's the max. Right, but players should be like a thousand. It's their own dumb system. Yeah, like, why would you... That would be the. Uh, you know what? I'm kind of shocked that they haven't flexed that. Yet. Right? What right? if it's a finite amount of? What if they only have so many FedEx Cup points to give out? Oh yeah, FedEx it's, Cup points are neither created nor destroyed. It's not it's a like, fiat. They're only redistributed. Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. It's a goal. It's they just a, don't have the computing power to drum up more. Exactly. That's read into that. That's how God. all these energy problems Can are going to be having hyperinflation oh, with the God. FedEx Cup points. <laughs> A few more things to cover here, and then we can get to some setup stuff. I uh, want to give a salute to Brian Harmon's line on 17. Um, yes. I, I did the quick back of the napkin math when he hit the shot, and I think he basically bet $400,000 that he wasn't going to hit it in the water. <laughs> he, if he makes double, he would have dropped four hundred k back, and he makes birdie with it. So he, he I don't know, let's say he bet four hundred k at like two hundred to one at, at at two to one and hit. I did not see the line, you know, with how firm that was. Let's just land it on the downslope behind that bunker and get it to stop. I, I do wonder uh, lefty advantage there, honestly, being able to kind of hit a fade with that wind. Like a lot of the righty straight down wind, though, right? It was coming off the right, like all no, week. It was no, but today, today it was, it was straight down. It was com- it's down. It was down off the right all like the whole the whole week, basically. But, uh, I know the whole week it was down off the right. Today it was straight down. Felt like I saw some flags whipping a little bit left, but everyone's even the guys that were the righties were not able to hit like fades in there and. He was able to get one. I don't know that that I thought there was not a coincidence that the only dude to really take that line in the final groups was the left hand. Neil but. was out there today. Neil Neil must have texted us four times today. God, Brian Harmon's so little. <laughs> like Neil, where have you been for the last? He's he's like twelve years. Rudy's buddy in the stands. Yeah. He's so little. <laughs> I saw a guy in a megacorp hat walking around out there, which I I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think he was probably related to Brian Harmon, <laughs> or, or or an employee of megacorp. Yeah. Um, does Paul Casey? Ever get shown live? I would ever, argue too much. Ever no, thank he's you, Tron. Never live. <laughs> thank you. He's always up ahead, like always in the top fives. Like this, just a moment ago, and it's. It, I feel like it, almost always he's on tape delay. That's the that thing. One. I feel like Paul Casey is a poor man's Lee Westwood. 
doesn't he's very rich man's Levi. I was gonna say. No, I, I don't like. Yeah, I mean, he may win on the Euro Tour, or whatever. But no, I just mean he makes a lot of money. Oh, he, he makes a ton of money. Yeah. But I, I don't think he ever does anything that he he'll he will never come and snatch it. No, hell right? no. If if Paul Casey's in the mix, he is protecting the points. He is he is trying to. He ran down the cat at Valspar a couple years ago. He's he's he gives me Kurt Ferentz vibe. Just I love like, that. I love that know, take. Randy. Congratulations! Here's a top five finish in yeah. like seventeen million dollars. You won the the champ the leaders or legends division. How about yeah? How about thirty three million dollars? Just take Gosh. it, take it all away, Paul. I'm good. <laughs> and, and, and you are C- consistent on guys that have a ton on of top CBS and don't win before before uh, Costas got let go. CBS showed him all the time. Because I think they think people like him, and I don't. I've never met a Paul Casey fan. <laughs> he's, he's got that big, <laughs> big whiffs of Team Rose. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, Yo, might, who's asking for this, man? Yeah, he Take might it be away. the B player on Team Rose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you ever met someone like, dude, Paul like, Casey? That's my guy. He's like Team Rose's stuntman. He's got the Jigsaw <laughs> bag sponsorship too, which is an homage to the Bone Saw. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, guys who don't win, Tony got unlucky this week. Huh? Oh, hated that. Just a just a drive by shooting there. <laughs> not on not the agenda, a, guys. It's not a. I, I truly just trying to do empty not the notebook think that here. this is a good course for Tony. Yes, exactly. Um, Wait, why? Because it's what proper. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? We just talked about Bryson and length and how. It's oh my gosh, not, you know it doesn't. Bryson is really good, off, like really accurate off the tee. I don't think Tony's quite as accurate off the tee. But it seems like he could hit more, whatever, less than like, drivers. All, all I hear is he's the best ball striker in the world. Exactly. Like, what, what do you mean he's not accurate? He had a bad, he had a good round two, right? Uh, he just had a really shot, bad round one. Shot, <laughs> yeah, shot when it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he shot three under in round two, but three, uh, well, six over. Sorry, I'll, I'll yield the rest of my time. You on guys Tony. are the worst. Know. Well, they dumbed it down in round two anyway. <laughs> you guys are the absolute worst. I feel like Kokrak might be the They're guy that to we- whip th- it to get him to that, make the cut. That we thought Finau was going to be. Hold on, say that again. <laughs> Kokrak might be the grown-up version of Finau. Whoa. <laughs> I have to that's, a future, that that's a future episode. <laughs> uh, Sergio, um, just wanted to... I don't want to talk about Sergio. <laughs> I'm shocked. Shocked. His 7-under day one was That was crazy impressive. It was unbelievable to me that the guy who was hitting putts with his eyes closed didn't win the golf tournament. <laughs> he missed a 23-inch putt that yeah. didn't touch the hole. That's wild. And he putted pretty good this week. <laughs> I know. I guess he was it, lost it, strokes overall. Maybe it was just... Sorry, a, he didn't. Maybe it was just a TV thing. It, it did. I'm with you. It, looked, it felt like every time they cut to him, he's making a putt. The, Second in strokes game putting in round one after hitting 15 greens on the hardest day and then just did nothing the rest that, of the week. That feels sustainable. It me. was very reverse uh, weird week for Sergio. Uh, Doug Gim, I, I, I wanted to get this in. I'm not going to read the full question. That no, you asked. have to read who, the full yeah, question. Do we know it's who so asked good. the question? I don't know who this is. All right, it's I'm going to read so it outrageous. word for word in ASAP. This is from ASAP Sports. I'll, I'll read the Doug, the okay. Doug Gim answer. You're, you're Doug Gim. I am uh, insert reporter Which, right here. Shout out to Sergio. They started with obviously. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Uh, obviously, you're in a great position going into Sunday. Mm. When you think, when you see this leaderboard filled with, filled with Europeans, filled with Americans who have been Ryder Cup guys, I mean, this would be a new experience for you. But have you thought about the fact you grew up watching the Ryder Cup, right? So, I mean, do you think that, you, that it would kind of be like a preview version of the Ryder Cup when you see who is up on that leaderboard? Garcia, Westwood, DeChambeau, Justin Thomas. I mean, those guys, those are guys that you expect to see in the Ryder Cup. But would you talk about that element to it 
even though we can't, we probably can't put you in there quite yet. But just the idea of being with those Ryder Cup guys tomorrow battling. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm like 257th in the world. <laughs> that was the end of the eighth. Was, was that the reporter from PGA.com? It could have been. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Martin. I think this person wanted to insert Don't the Sully Sean. I'm just, I'm just I'm the writer. He's listening. <laughs> he's on paternity. I always hate bagging on press conference questions because we are never in press conference. Oh, I, ask I've questions. asked some horrible questions in my time. Really? Oh, on podcasts, I fumbled. Oh, over oh, I was going to say you've been to press conferences. No, no, I, I've never, I've never had the 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 nerve to ask a press conference question. But like, this is why I hate the press conference questions. Is like this person has clearly decided what they're going to write, and they're like looking for a quote to in- yeah. instead of like looking for the story yeah. and finding something out from the guy. Like they are clearly forcing this angle and trying to get Doug to say something, and he just like wouldn't give it to him. Which kudos uh, to. Him. Uh, admittedly, if you're looking for a Doug Gim story, it, it kind of begins and ends with like today sucked, huh? Like <laughs> this, well, or, yeah, or this is, was Saturday, or his dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because his dad and where's his dad? Is his dad his not dad, on the bag anymore? His dad and Greller might be the biggest two alphas on the planet. Exactly. Um, Can you explain? Maybe it's not even worth explaining. But what your obsession with Doug Gim's dad? It goes back years and years. He's an alpha caddy. No, I I know that. So. Oh yeah, he was on the bag for him at the at the USAM when Doug lost to uh, Doc Redman at Riviera, and then just like just a complete legend in the Illinois junior golf scene. Everybody's like, he was the. He was the biggest, but also the best helicopter parent that ever lived. And then I was over at the Dunhill a couple years ago, or God, this was, that was probably four years ago now. And uh, and Doug was playing, and his dad was smoking c- cigarillos the whole day when we were out at Carnoustie. He was a fucking legend, man. Um, I would say too, I was surprised that whoever was asking that question didn't didn't pull a uh, Matsuyama in there. Oh, I, I, maybe maybe next time around. We'll, the dream we'll was happens. always for Geller, if he was going to leave Speed, was Doug Gim's dad was going to step in and be Speed's caddy. Which I think there's... Was the dream. You know, and I want to be clear to... We're all massive fans of, of Michael Greller. No, I don't think anybody's calling for that quite yet, but it's good to know that's on the back burner. Oh, right? this was, you know, back when Jordan was more in the wilderness. Guys, I'm not going to name any names, but it was a local news. It was a local Jax oh, news person that asked the question. I hate that. Okay. Hate that. Speaking of Greller, a tremendous Greller Spieth combo was caught on uh, oh what, whatever T that was. That, uh, that was eleven, I believe. Eleven T that he was trying to Greller's trying to talk him into hybrid. And oh, it, sorry, I was thinking of no. it, the the Spieth conversation. Oh well, we, we'll get to that one. But <laughs> uh, you, uh, Spieth's got three wood or some kind of wood, and and Greller's kind of get him to, trying to get him to hybrid. And Spieth's like, well, I mean, unless you think that's the play, and Greller's just, like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> Very well. All right, let's do Spieth and Sabatini, which I think. Um, Can I just say Friday morning, Neil and I are out. We're what we're following. We're just kind of bouncing around four to nine to eighteen T to sixteen. But on eighteen T, we watched Morikawa, DJ, and and Spieth hit one off. Or no, it was Morikawa, Bryson, and DJ, and then Spieth was in another group, and. We were, in the group in front of him. We were a. We were disappointed with Bryson just hitting an iron off the tee, which I don't know. And then DJ just stepped up and unleashed one. But Spieth was trying. Spieth was playing a cut. He was aiming ten yards out into the water and playing a cut Love back that. into the fairway. He, and it was like, holy shit, dude! Like he's the ruletista. He's like forty percent <laughs> of the way back, right? Like he, he drove it good this week. That's the scary part. I know, but that's that's the thing. It's like like he's playing with one hand tied behind his back, and he's still doing good shit. 
So that's terrifying. Like once he gets shit figured out, I think I'm I am putting I like, all my chips on, on Jordan. I, uh, me too. He's such. I, I feel like he's he's uh, he's like he's coming magic, up for man. He's coming up for parole. He's yeah. an absolute killer, and he's coming up for parole. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the parole board? <laughs> well, a, no, I think the parole board's like question. Bryson, Dustin, yeah. Rom, a lot of these guys. It's like, like not only does Spieth have to put it all together, like he's got to beat all those guys still. So I mean, it's there's a lot of really good golfers. They're right all now. fluffers, though. Most They're not of them. all fluffers, no, but most of them. <laughs> most of them. <laughs> Can we talk about the Rom's, a, Rom's a fluffer? <laughs> That's a bad thing. We're getting closer to that, aren't we, Tron? DJ all weekend was like, dude, Rom's going to win. Obviously, Rom's going to win. Rom's going to win. Rom shot like 73 today. Just not even, didn't even think about getting into contention. That's all you were saying. I was trying to talk about he the 17 thing. He doesn't want to defend thing. it. He was no, T9. today. What do you want me to say? Yeah, yeah he shot Uncompetitive T9. Not good. Uh, the We can talk some Every Shot Live here in a little bit too, but one of the tremendous things that Every Shot Live, get, live gives you is like, they put microphones on the tee boxes, too, with no announcers. So Hell yeah. on the 11th hole on Saturday, Jordan Speed tees off and sprays one way right, and it hits a tree, and they realize very quickly they hit into Rory Sabatini. <laughs> and he says, he's like, oh, who did I hit into? Is that Sabatini? <laughs> oh, that's the worst guy to hit into. All captured. Sabatini looks back at the tee, like, tells him to hold up. Very, a, very come at me, bro. It's from a, the middle of the fairway. It's a terrible shot, and then they're like on the tee. They're like, "Oh, I hope he hits a go." Oh no, that's not good. <laughs> now it's my fault. Caddy says, "Oh, here's another look back at yeah. you." <laughs> and then Morikawa steps up and says something about uh, Sabatini, like Facetimed his girlfriend or like creeped on his girlfriend. Something weird. He was talking about saying hi to his girlfriend, even though his girlfriend wasn't on site. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I Facetimed her," or something like that. It was just a very, you know, you know, you don't want to put words in people's mouths but it sounded like they were making some some accusations it might be a little uncomfortable around around Sabatini but it like that getting like that kind of stuff happens not all, I mean this specific incident was you know unique but that little weird stuff like that happens all the time it's it was like endearing never well, caught on camera right? yeah never caught on camera without announcers talking over it and it was refreshing for the five or six hours that it was up before it got DMCA you know what I noticed though Greller took part in that conversation but his back was to, he knew exactly where the microphone was on the tee box and his back was to it and you couldn't hear a word that he said. I think he was the one saying that about like, oh, that, la- that shot was your fault. I was pretty yeah, sure that was I think he was too. Yeah. Listen, we, we, we don't know that for certain. <laughs> the good thing is the video is scrubbed so you can never be proved correct or incorrect. What, what does DMCA mean for folks who don't? Uh, some sort of copyright act. You take it down and, uh, you know, it basically just means. It, it claiming copy you've used my copyright it means so we're a player on organization and this makes one of our players look bad and we're gonna have to answer to their agent and we're still gonna take it down <laughs> from, from a specific and they, did it in, and they did it in four hours which is probably record time <laughs> so I, I applaud them but we're, we're beating, starting to beat the system I now because we warn people well, hey watch it now because it's gonna go away record, and they bunch of people screen recorded yeah. it and all that but for, you gotta you gotta wonder if they got, you gotta wonder if A the data lake helped with that and then B <laughs> If those tokens, those those new 
the NFTs, the non-fungible token. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You got to wonder if that was a part of that. You, you see Bryson's, Bryson's boys, Kings of Leon, uh, were <laughs> issuing an album, <laughs> new album on an NFT. I know. We got to read all about that. I, it's wild. I, I will all say All kinds this. of perks, front row concert tickets, in all the, kinds of in things. In the next two years. We by should the, do podcasts on NFTs. Well, by the end of 2022, I was going to say, I, I guarantee you Bryson will discuss wanting to be paid in some type of cryptocurrency. <laughs> God, I, that's a good day. You can take that to the bank. I wish I had thought of that. That's Will there be banks at that point? That's a good point, too. In Randy's world? Hope not. Well, hopefully they're small, but that's a whole nother podcast. I want to give a shout out to Taylor Gooch, uh, 66th in strokes gained off the tee this week and finished T5 at the players. That's very impressive and very difficult to do. He made a clean $579,000 this week. I feel like that uh, kind of taints his, his reputation, though. 66th in, in strokes off the tee. It's good stuff, <laughs> You're a bad boy for that, Tron. Can we talk about Morikawa a little bit? Do you want to do that? He Set putted, up or Rory? Morikawa put it so bad the first three days and then lit it up today. It was like there's no there's no recall day to day. And then you know, he just wakes up Sunday and putts lights out. But he, I mean he missed six footer after six footer, four footer. Eight footer, ten footer. I, I liked your. He needs to keep finding new grips so that he has these yes. little honeymoon periods with him. That's a that's a good take. I think too. You can't discount. I think this is the first time he's played in front of fans, ever. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we're still working on that. Why he, not go? To he the, won in Reno last, like two years ago, with in front of fans. You can't be sure though. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, I don't know. I, were you? Why doesn't he go to the? Why doesn't he go to the arm lock? I he just know. won with the saw, like, but it was it was in what like have you week, done it was for, in week two. What have you done for me lately? Big time. League? What have you done? The arm lock's the final frontier. No, the arm lock should be illegal oh, for sure. It's a hundred percent cheating. Hundo P. <laughs> why did, why can't they just write a rule that says you're only allowed contact with your putter in your hands? Right in that just totally. I mean, they they wrote rules against Sam Snead. When he was doing the side saddle stuff, like and Bryson, how is arm that. lock any different than side saddle? No, I would let guys side saddle. I'm yeah. fine with side saddling. And I'm sorry, Webb. I know it's going to ruin your career, but like it is what it is. It takes your wrists and your hands completely out of your stroke. I never understood the the difference between that and anchoring in your belly or your I, chest. I agree. So I don't. I don't. I don't know. They, they don't seem to have their. A, a full grasp the on USGA the putting stuff. The USGA doesn't have the a full grasp on things? <laughs> it's all a smokescreen. All right, let's... You distract on the distance. Let's argue about the setup. Let's argue about the setup. <sighs> you guys what are the start? battle lines? What team are you on? What are the teams? We'll see, we'll see what team is on. <laughs> you know where TC and I are. I know it's going to be me and Solly against you two. And it, well, all I would ask is that you listen to what I'm saying rather than just <laughs> DJ, try to I've institute already listened. a I've fake already fight. Listened. All right. I kind of want to let them hang themselves. I know. No. Well, no, they're just going to say it guys, should be harder. No, you, you, and then that's you it. guys are the prosecution. We're the defense. Right. I think it's quite the opposite. Should, should I think it's the, the opposite. No, the burden of proof is on you guys. Yeah. Why? No, the burden of proof should be on you. Yeah. Well, I, we, I, I, here, here's all great golf tournament. Here's what I would lay out. I, tell me, I was, think, was it a great golf tournament? It should have been a playoff between Bryson and JT. <laughs> it should have been Westwood It should have been. What does that even mean? All right. Here's the prosecution. This is Letting what I'm saying. Out. Let them hang themselves. It should have been a playoff as part of is their lead case. <laughs> it's not the lead case. That's no. their opening statement. No, I'm just no, talking no, to the no, media no, beforehand yeah. and saying <laughs> I'm just floating the this shit out. I'm, we're in jury selection right now. <laughs> what I would say to your point, Sally, we saw a great golf tournament. I think it was exciting. We saw birdies. We Allegedly. saw bogeys on, on the last day. Uh, I am 
totally agree with you guys that I thought Thursday was the most entertaining day from a proper golf standpoint. Thank you. But, however, what I would say is I would look I would look at precedent here. I would look at 2015 TPC Stadium course v. Fowler, <laughs> and I would say you look at what he did that day. I think the players looked at that as a wild success. Anything could happen on the back nine on Sunday at the players. I think that's the golf course they're looking for. And frankly, it's kind of hard to argue with that. I think what you what the moronic that was a black swan that was a black swan gonna, event. <laughs> what the defense is going to say, if I had to guess, is that you know if you want to be a major, you got to make it really firm, you got to make it hard, you got to make it a better test. All of which I agree with as a very hardcore golf fan. Totally agree with you guys. I think that's not the point of the players. I think the point of the players is to make it pure entertainment, make it as sensational and outrageous as possible. And they certainly didn't do that this week. I think, but I think they set it up for that more than more than defending par or making it a very proper ball strikers test. Because I think five percent of the people watching this think about the shit that you guys are about to talk about. No, oh, come on. Being at the tournament on Friday and Saturday and like reading messages of like Tron being very pissed about the setup. I, I was, was there like, on Friday too. I, but I was just like very dis- I was very disconnected from that. I was just like, oh, like looking around at all the people and just being out there. I wasn't really like that dedicated to the golf. I was more having fun. And I was very we were much living like, under par. I was way under par. <laughs> I was heathen. Exactly. I was mouth exactly. breathing. Right. And he's he's self-incriminating. No, I was you, just you, like, you can you can plead the fifth right now. No, I was just want. like, wait, what is the kind of the point of this? If I was sitting around here watching the golf, I would want to see some entertaining. I would want to see some birdies. I would want to see some like dividing line shots of like, hey, you could birdie this hole, but you might be in the water also. And, like people cheer when the ball goes in the water the same way they cheer when the ball goes in the hole. And I find found that entertaining. To your point, DJ. Could they have absolutely made it more difficult? Like, 100%. Like, if they wanted to, they could have tucked the pins in harder spots, defended par, and it probably wouldn't have been that entertaining to watch. Because I think the ten- the pins were tempting. The action- like it-, it forced you to be aggressive, to go make runs. JT plays a stretch of holes, 500, 500 par and four holes to go win the golf tournament. And that's probably what they wanted. Was it, like, amazingly exciting? No, but, like, it was set up to oh, have that, that possibility. Sounds, that sounds like a resounding mm. argument right there, Your mm. Honor. I think to your point, it's where better you, than the hypotheticals that are about to come. Where, where you say it would have been more entertaining, I, I think when you say it wouldn't have been as entertaining, I love watching that stuff. It would have been more entertaining to me, but I think I'm a total rarity. Is is where I'm where I'm at here. I'm you, saying if the scores were yourself. higher, just out of pure like putting the pins in different spots and making them inaccessible to everyone, that would not nobody's, have been as entertaining. Nobody's, no, nobody's asking nobody's about are, putting no, any. The pins no. are set. The pins are set. Yeah, man. it's just about not having soft ass greens and. The, soft there was a ass. all right, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if Randy I and I would like to if present we our may. case if we may. There was a, a Thursday. We talked to a PGA Tour rules official earlier. Uh, he was demonstrative in saying Thursday was exactly how we wanted things to be. And I'll say this: I I enjoyed Thursday. Thursday no was complaint. fantastic. It was awesome. There was a you you didn't hear Sergio one shot sixty five. Henrik Stenson shot eighty four. Right, like it was awesome. I, we watched Max Thursday, DJ and I, and I wouldn't Max you one over. Yeah, and we got and that in, was a good round of golf. And I was like, how the hell is Sergio seven under? Like I what, do not what course see is that. He yeah. Is he even across the street at Sawgrass Country Club? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, please continue trying. So on. On that front, I, I realize before we even get into it, I realize that there's certain things in play here. We're in March. They are they've been giving themselves a hand job for the entire week 
about how good the course looks. I believe that's just called masturbating. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. Straight, straight, that, very, straight that from the record. It's very masturbatory. <laughs> Your honor. Um, opposing counsel, I should say. Sustained. Yeah. <laughs> Sustained. Um, and I get that there's certain limitations with they've been dumping water on this golf course. If, if you. If anybody saw the amount of water that they've dumped in this golf course over the last five months, it's egregious. They're depleting our aquifer. Right uh, Objection. Conjecture. Conjecture. <laughs> Do you have any proof to this? So all I would say is, is it's look at the water withdrawn. table. No, look at the water table. It's nearly impossible to get the like in in basically bubble like dome like conditions. I mean, it was if they would have played the tournament last weekend, which I would argue that they should have. Um, on immediate 24 hour notice. Yeah, yeah. They say, hey, we're, you know what? Bay Hill postponed. We're playing players this weekend. Get up here. There's a 20 mile an hour north wind. It's like Mavericks, or it's, it's like the Eddie Akau invitational or whatever up on the Big Island or on, on Oahu. Um, I would argue that they should do that. But all I'm saying is they. In a world where that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, Thursday was great. And then I went out there Friday morning. Did, did it? Let me ask you this: Did it rain Thursday overnight no, here? No, 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 no. The court will show that it did not. It was slightly foggy, which I acknowledged. It was a little bit of humidity in the air. There was no wind all week. I mean, the max sustained winds. There were like, was wind Thursday. There was a. There was absolutely wind Thursday. Uh, it was nine to ten miles yeah, an hour. The, the, Thursday was the windiest day. Okay, versus four to five to, all weekend, right? The wind was a factor. Oh. I think in making. The That's greens, a bad faith argument. The the at some point there's gonna be, you're gonna acknowledge the correlation between when the wind blows. The greens I, just happen to be firmer a lot of the time. No, no, it no, happened no, at Wingfoot the whole time at Wingfoot. The dead the calm days the the greens were softer and on the windier days the greens were firmer. And at Sawgrass the windiest day the greens were the firmest that they were all week. Sally, if they look, or no. but they're also they're also a, a privy to a forecast, and the forecast has been very rock solid here the last six, seven days and said, hey, we're going to have a little bit of wind on Thursday and there's going to be relative, like there was zero wind Friday and Saturday. All right, let me ask you this. Zero, hold what? on, hold no, on. No, you're grandstanding. There was hold not grand zero wind here. Friday and Saturday. We're oh, not, sorry, we're sorry, not there moving was, there forward. There was a three, three or four mile an hour east I wind I sat on, on 17 on all day on Saturday and the, the flags on top of the, of the, uh, Whatever stands were blowing. Did it you was get not any readings? Did you it's get a, readings? It's a Sully, we live we live here at the beach. We live it on It's not windy for Jacksonville. We live on a fucking island, right? There's three hundred and forty days a year where it's like ten plus mile an hour winds. These are some of the twenty least windy days of the year. Yes. They were calmer Correct? days than normal. Okay. Hundred percent. So and I realized the fact that they put ryegrass down, they on greens and fairways and rough. The rough's not as penal as the as they would like to make it out to be. Like you're gonna get a decent lie in there. It could be juicier. Um, the fairways are are relatively like the fact that JT was getting as much run out on those fairways were better this year than they were last year. Yeah. Last year this there were sucked. Yeah, there were mud balls last year, despite there not being virtually any rain the entire month of March, except for the Sunday night prior. Um, but I would say like there's not that much. There's just there's there's no excuse for there to be inconsistent firmness. I understand 17's a, a brand new green, so let's set 17 aside. 17 was an outlier, and that got firm on Friday, on Thursday. Syringe that one if need be all weekend. That's fine, but I'm so upset with like Friday. I talked to 
were pissed. Half a dozen players. <laughs> and, they're like, hell. and they were like, dude, that was bullshit. Like the fact that they softened up the course and I talked to agronomists and they said, no, we didn't do anything different to the course. There was nothing. And it was like, all right, well then like, what's the, cause you're playing golf in a fucking dome and it was a completely different golf course on Friday than it was on Thursday. Two strokes, almost two strokes easier. Friday Which, to Thursday. What, when Max was over here Thursday and I would night, argue that and the, I asked Max what what was so hard about today. He's like, honestly, the pins just like didn't match up with the wind. Like the pins were so difficult for the wind. That was day one. So yes, there's a. There's, I, I don't want to overrate the wind on Thursday because it wasn't. That's a, what we heard at Wingfoot. I'm not buying. It wasn't it. a big wind on Thursday, and it wasn't that different. Like the wind on Thursday was higher than the wind Saturday afternoon, even too. And and so I think that like there's. Here, here's what you guys are not answering. Why? And they put in a bunch of funnel pins today. Here's what you guys are not answering. Why, why? That's where you're losing the. the why does it argument. need to be? Why, outside of yourselves, think outside yourselves for once in this courtroom. <laughs> and all the all Shut the, up. Sur- let all me, the let surrounds are soft, so you can't land it off the green. That's and up. expect to run it on. Like Agreed. you saw that with Westwood coming down the stretch today on 15. On 15. That's totally. I know that's coming out of the bunker and that has a ton of spin on it, but it takes a far different bounce out of the fairway than it does. If it takes that first bounce on the green, that me, I hate. Let me just—you're not speaking to my the crux of my argument, which is again all of this I agree with. Why would the PJ Tour change anything that they did? Look at the leaderboard because that they got. Almost, look at the winner that they got. Look at the the score that they got. You look, look at, at the, the birdies and eagles that they morning, got. Other than like yesterday, Tron morning, and Randy want to see something different. Why? Why else would they change? You look at the scores yesterday morning, this morning, even Friday morning, and it's like. Like yeah, guys, are, guys are going 68. fucking low. Yeah, you were getting yes. laughed. What's wrong with that? That's exactly what because I'm saying. Because it's a it, chaser's golf course, and then at four o'clock the wind does pick up, and it's it's total like they're they were they were conspiring against Lee Westwood not to win this golf tournament. You guys are doing a horrible Which is job. Somewhat <laughs> of an aside. That no, that's somewhat of an aside. I, I think <laughs> the larger point No, but it's true. It's absolutely true. I, I think the larger point is, you know, I, I want to see the full I, I don't think the margins were the course were should get small enough this week. They were on Thursday and and a little bit Sunday afternoon, a Wait, little finish bit. that. The course should get progressively more difficult as the week goes along. Oh God, here we go. Wingfoot, your exact opposite argument was that it, you they should not they, from day one it should be as difficult throughout the entire no, week. I'm saying no, you I, did not like soft on day one at Wingfoot. No, I didn't like soft on day one because it was too soft and they never got to where I we wanted to get. US Open I said they're probably trying to get the golf course to peak later so, in the week, progressively more difficult. It, but it never peaked solid. It did that get a lot more difficult. Issue. It did get a lot more and difficult. And this is the issue with 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 here, it's like it got it got progressively easier as the week went along. Thursday was the peak, and then Friday was easy. Saturday was easy, and I would argue Sunday was easy too. And what? this is it's a very penal design. And people will say, "Well, you know what? Like the best players in the world are going to adjust and all that." I totally get that; they're great players. But at the end of the day, like the firmness of the greens. I mean, Bryson himself said it on Saturday: the firmness of the greens shouldn't be scattershot, right? Like there should be a consistency to the firmness of the greens. It's the, this is the first time that Bryson bitching about a ball, a ball not bouncing his way has been used in support so of an me, argument. Are you guys talking about consistency, or are you talking about making it harder? Both. Both. It should be consistently make it hard. hard. Okay. I like. Yeah, I don't even. You can't argue with what you guys are saying. I can't tell you how many. Like every player I talk to, like on 
Friday night, Saturday morning was like, holy shit. Like, that was a different golf course than what we played on Thursday. And, not a, and nobody you can't arguing just that. describe that well, to, to, you guys to, are the most to six mile an hour more wind. But you guys Thursday. are the most rub of the green guys I know. Like, that's like that's what's in front of you. Like, that's the challenge that everyone's got to go take care of. This is the tour's nature. This is, this this the, is the tour's home course. None of that what down the street there is Mother Nature. That, no, that place exactly. is so unnatural. <laughs> but uh, Exactly. That's, that's what we're saying. They have full control of fucking everything. They have sub air underneath there. The, the, the temperature was 75 to 82 degrees all, all four days this week. There was, there was no extraneous factors in play whatsoever. They should have been able to dial that thing up, turn, just turn up the dial each day, each day, each day. Right, but what my book presupposes <laughs> is maybe they don't care about that. That's my point. But all they care about is being treated as a fucking major. And, and this is where you guys are doing like a one, bad then, job of making your argument. If you would just say that, if they want to be a major, they need to treat it like a major. I agree. The, the, the issue is, though, they they get their cues from the USGA that that <laughs> are you know making their courses too easy. We need somebody to make a difficult golf course, <laughs> and just stick with it all week. Exactly. That's all. That's Don't all we want. Apologize for it's it. It's just just hey, here's the presentation this week. You gotta like the winning score is gonna be minus six at Sawgrass instead of what was it? Fourteen. Minus fourteen, which it's. Which yeah, it always is. Yeah, but it's typically neither here nor there. Minus twelve, minus sixteen area. At some point, hey, it's going to be a different test this week. We really like we want it to be. It's a it's a it's a fantastic golf course. I love Sawgrass. It's it tests everything. It's agnostic. It doesn't favor anyone. And I think at some point, like especially with the rye, like it's gonna. Be, I, I understand that it's going to be slow and soft in certain spots, but. The greens, they have the ability to, like, don't, just don't overwater the fucking thing. That's all we're asking. Because the, I think the That's tour it. is obsessed with fast. The greens were the same. It seemed like they were the same speed. The speed of the greens is not the issue. It's the firmness of the greens. Okay. All of this, again, I agree. I, would I rather watch that? Yes. But you guys are Thank absolutely... You. Thank you. Thank you, DJ. I've said that 45 times. <laughs> what... You guys, you are completely pissing into the wind here if you watch the broadcast because they don't give a shit about anything you're talking about. That's my point. But the broadcast Why are we listen to what I'm judging? What we should think off of what the broadcast is. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, what is the incentive for them to change anything? If they want to be major, that's going to change it. That would change your mind. I think if so. they want to be a great, like a great competition of golf where. Their their own players aren't talking shit about them after they get done with their round on Friday, then yeah, like maybe be a little bit more consistent day to day. That's all I'm saying. I think if it was a hard ass golf course, it would make me think like, oh my god, that's a that's a, a major golf tournament, and you don't see that week. That was the entire point, the entire objective of Pete Dye, Dean Beeman, TPC Sawgrass <laughs> was like, hey, let's test let's test these guys. We'll go their look. mental fortitude and like to the best of their abilities. And they've finally gotten it back to, Hey, here's, here's how to present this. And we have the ability to do this. And they just refuse to use those tools. The golf course is quite a, a, a ways away from where it was designed. I would say. Totally. I, I, I <laughs> so get that. What I'm saying is like all that stuff seems to have gone out the window with, all right, this all, I, we should get off of this because we're going to just keep talking about this back and forth forever. But I think, to me, closing argument, 
it speaks to the players has a massive identity crisis in my mind. And where I was talking to you about this before we started, and it's like it clearly, clearly, clearly wants to be a major, but it doesn't treat the golf course the way that a major championship would treat its golf course. I think it clearly wants to be like a grow-the-game device. Let's make this as entertaining as humanly possible. But that doesn't jive with making it as hard as possible. Like, I think they still want to see birdies and eagles and all of those things. I think you're still going to see that stuff, though, even when it's... This. But do you, do you get what I'm saying? You're, you're not giving me an inch here on, on no, what I'm, I'm talking No, I'm not, because I don't, I don't think the two things are mutually exclusive. I, I think for setup... This this setup is way better to me than like the past few PGA Championships have been. I totally agree. Like this is way more entertaining yeah. golf. Oh, I think it's a better I think, test of golf. I think Kerry Hague's a fluffer. So <laughs> that we can have that conversation somewhere else. I think this golf course is really good at like we've talked about a million times. Of you don't know who's going to be in the mix. Anybody can win there. All that stuff. Blah blah blah. Which I think is unique to the PGA Tour. And and that again, they I think they totally could. Artifact. If they, I would not want to see them go down the route, and I would not trust them to go down the route of like trying to protect the scores. Right? It would be insanely easy for them to have made the winning score minus eight, regardless of firmness or any of that. If where they put the tees, where they put the pins, they could have made the score. We're scores not talking lower. about any tees or any pins, though. All we're talking about is the firmness of the greens. And I would say, like again, I don't know enough about how to manage a golf course throughout the course of a week. In terms of managing rye in while it's warm, when all these factors that like I don't know enough to say like they can crank it softer and they can literally kill the greens because the grass is going to die anyway because it's overseed. (laughs) Like that's the whole thing is like they, you know, got this from got this from a friend plays on tour. He said they literally have no idea how to get courses firm and then let them slowly get firmer throughout the week. I'm fucking livid. And that was on Friday afternoon. But is it somebody that made the cut or did not make the cut? Made the cut. From an entertainment standpoint, do I think it would have been wildly more entertaining if it was, unless it's like comically firm, I think it was set up for like golf shots that were a lot of funnel pins, but it was like, hey, if you get it in right here, you're going to have a great chance to make a birdie and make a move. And that's like what they want to be as a tournament. And you can argue that you don't want that to be that as a fan. I think what they want to be as a tournament then sounds like soak the fucking greens and 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 let guys shoot 61, 62, 63 and have it be just a complete free for all. It sounds like that's what you're arguing. We're like, no, I think it's a balance. I'm just arguing that it was good. Yeah, it was they, a good balance. They have a balance of like 64 is the lowest round and the guy won the tournament. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. Agree to disagree. I, I guess what I'm saying, and I'm not trying to be defeatist here, is that 95% of people watch this tournament and were like, "Holy shit, that place looks so green, man! That's awesome." Which that's that's a I think, and that's part of the problem is like that to me is a bad message to send. Because, I agree, and we can because, talk about all that, but I'm just saying it, it doesn't right jive with what they want to do. The best time to play golf in Jacksonville at most area courses that aren't overseeded. They have the native Bermuda grass and it's firm and fast and the ball I, rolls and all that. I'd know? rather see Bermuda hundred yeah. percent. But like, if we're going to do like, this right, I think they're, I the like, tour wants to jack themselves off all week. And the course just again, presented so well. Like in Jay, Jay said it was unanimous from the players. It wasn't unanimous from the players. Like a bunch of players had an issue with the consistency of the course. The players shouldn't have to adjust from th- like, don't present it so tough on Thursday. And then, and then revert back on Friday. That's that's my big issue too. Is like, don't make the players prepare for one thing Monday through Thursday, 
and then take a take two steps backwards on Friday. Like that to me doesn't seem fair or 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 you know just reasonable, right? I, I I've I've played in tournaments where it's the conditions are this one day and then it gets maybe easier the next day, maybe it's harder the next day. It's kind of like I if it was a tangible impact on like who deserved but to that, win the tournament, also it would be a different conversation. But those are those are those are tournaments where like the weather changed like something demonstrably changed that day. Where I take issue nothing changed from Thursday to Friday. With what you're saying is is what everybody glorifies about Augusta. Like, oh, you can go out there, but just wait. Wednesday night, man, that's going to be a different golf course on Thursday. I don't, I don't, but like, I, Sunday's the easiest day at Augusta. They always set the pins. That's, never, they, that's they, never fun to watch. Right. <laughs> that's my, that's my point. That's maybe, there are some dumb funnel pins at Augusta too. But that's exactly it is 95% of people don't think about that. This is where Randy and I defer. I don't have a problem with, with pins being like, if you take on a risk, you can funnel it down to a certain pin. Like on sixteen, yeah, sixteen pin was yeah. awesome. Like it's there's certain things where there where it's like, hey man, like the margin is thin here, and if you hit the shot, cool. Like we're gonna reward you. It's like you know, skip to level four. I, I need thinner margins though. I need I need and that's the, razor and that's, thin and that's thin where margins. that's where the firmness comes in. Yes, exactly. And that's where <laughs> a, a little bit of wind, like we got on Thursday. Can 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 drive things different. So if it blows fifteen with how they set but up again, this week, like it didn't. Was, I know and there I, was nothing like that in the forecast. It so, was it was a the most docile win we could possibly have. Again, this is the question you have not answered. What's the incentive for them to do that? What's the incentive for them to maybe miss on the wrong side? Because they're they're uh, a. I would say not miss on the wrong side. Just hit the mark would be. Well, I would say their they're core. They're bringing risk. Their of core missing. fans wouldn't be bitching. I would say like, it's all in our like core we fans. Are right now. Well, maybe you guys just have low expectations. Maybe. That's what I think. I definitely is. do. Like that that's where I'm like this this fits within the bounds of like what I think we can reasonably expect. And you guys hung your hat on Wingfoot with like them advertising it as the toughest test in golf and, and not living up to that. It which was, was great. It was players doesn't pretend to be that. It was technically the toughest test in golf, also. But the players, to your point, does not pretend to be that. In fact, like they took a hole and made it an easy drivable hole, which I think was like twelve is a dumb well, hole. That's the Aon risk reward challenge, which is ridiculous. But like, it, so they're clearly called Aon. Like it's a par. There's four reachable par fives and a drivable par four for everyone in the field. I have like, no issue gonna, with with scoring i have scoring as relative to the field right of like the, the you know the field scoring this each day and then this each day relative to par whatever i don't like i'm not bothered by if it was 22 under but i felt like it was dusty and firm and fast that's that's one thing like and i get that we're never going to get the bouncy the bouncy approaches because it's just overseed rye that you have to soak for six months i totally get that and 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 it was an improvement over last year where they like guys were getting mud balls on Thursday with no rain leading up to it. I can't believe they got it in insane. this good a shape this year. <laughs> like they like the the shape this year versus last year was a massive improvement. But I would just say like they the course was legitimately perfect on Thursday. I don't know what happened from Thursday through I, the rest of the week. I will bet they were <laughs> concerned with the timing and how they didn't even come close to finishing on Thursday and they needed to get 154 players through plus finish the round on on Friday morning. I get, I would bet that was a concern. I totally agree, which I think is why 12 was back and not reachable 100%. either Thursday or Friday. But I, that stinks. Totally, but I will give them credit that but, the reason that the field was bigger was because they invited a bunch of people who didn't get to play last year. So 
is is what it is. Hopefully next year we get a we get a twenty mile an hour north wind, and, and that's going to happen one of these years. It will. Yeah. We'll yes. keep praying. We'll it, keep praying. I but think then when that happens, they're going to dump a bunch of water on if, the greens and make it if soft. You that know? they didn't at Bay Hill last year. When the weather came through last year, Bay Hill played firm, crispy wind drying out the greens. Like pro golfers, especially with five base, like essentially five par fives with the drivable four, five extremely scorable holes. With no wind, they're going to take every one of them apart. Like they're going to. I have to... no problem with that. Again, like I, I don't have a problem with birdies, eagles, all that. That's not the. That's not an issue at all. If the weather gets too good, though, we got to watch out because they'll stop play, like they did at Riviera. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, no, let's do that on. when the golf course is really fucking fast. But let's that's move a whole on to, other thing. To Rory, um, we're talking about fast, not firm though. Firm, firmness okay. and fastness aren't aren't the same thing. Moving on to Rory. Uh, Rory stinks. Rory stinks. has a, a, a eye-opening comment. Uh, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't anything to do with what Bryson did at the U.S. Open. I think a lot of people saw that and were like, whoa, this is the way we're going to set up golf courses. It helps. It really helps. The one thing people don't appreciate is how good Bryson is out of the rough, not only because of how upright he is, because his short irons are longer than standard, so he can get a little more speed through the rough than us, than other guys. And I thought being able to get some more speed is a good thing. And I maybe just to the detriment a little bit of my swing, I got there, but I just need to rein it back a little bit. He talked about getting his swing getting longer and flatter, and now he's got a two-way miss going, and he misses the cut by a mile. What do you guys make of uh, Mr. McElroy's comments? So Rory's always had two swings, right? His driver swing and then his his like inside 70-yard swing. Is that kind of – I mean, I'm asking here. I don't – That's, I, I that's don't. what I've – heard from players and heard from other guys were like, dude, Rory's so good from 85 yards or hundred yards. And you get him inside of 70, you get him to 69 yards and he's fucking clueless. I think it's the other way around. Other I think the around. different swing would be a shorter swing, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough to speak on that, but I, I think it's, it's like really depressing and concerning to hear him talk like that. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, like have some self-respect. <laughs> no, I, yeah. Are we buying that? I, that, that sends my spirit. My spidey senses tingling. I think if I had to totally guess, I mean, I think he's just a complete, as open of a book as he can be of someone of that fame level, right? And so I think you catch him, you know, when he's kind of glum walking on the cor- off the course, I think he's going to tell you what's on his mind. And so whether he feels that way all the time is is one thing. But, I mean, I, I think it's jarring to read it in print, right? And I think the Bryson stuff is... I appreciate him not trying to pretend like that wasn't part of it. Yes. You know, like obviously that was that was part of it is watching Bryson go win a major doing that. It's like, oh, well, yeah, they're probably just going to keep setting him up longer and tighter and more rough and all that stuff. And I'm just saying, so, it wasn't yeah, a coincidence. Try to do what he's doing. He was posting Instagram stuff yeah. with his ball speed shortly after that. Like it was very. Really? A lot of guys. Oh yeah, yeah a lot of guys oh, were. Yeah. Dustin was doing the same thing, and and but at some point, other like, guys were too. I I know we've said it on previous podcasts. At some point with 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 Rory, I want you to be less introspective or less honest with all of us. I think with with Rory for it to no, I don't to come yeah, back I don't to the side. Yeah, why? I think he's just saying that he's kind of exposing himself and like sometimes you know saying like, some of these things out loud. Ass. Sometimes yeah. saying these things out loud because that's can, just like, playing into Bryson more and more, right? I would think. I, I think just when looking at, at Rory's game, you know, from ten thousand feet, like no one looked at it and said, like, "Yeah, man, like you need to get like better and longer with driver. Like you need to change something with driver." I think right. everyone is kind of screaming, like, "You're not hitting the ball close enough to the hole with everything else." And whatever you're, I, I have no, I honestly have no idea what bright. I, I, I it would be wrong to 
assume or guess that Rory is not practicing his wedges or not practicing his short irons or, you know, whatever. But there's something within that process that's not working. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not putting in the time. Maybe he's not putting in the time in the correct way. Or maybe he's, you know, he doesn't. He needs a golf blueprint to help him practice the, his wedge accuracy or whatever it is. It has gone on long enough that it's like, Dude, like if you can't see, that's where you're losing shots to this guy. Yeah, he's gaining a little bit on you off the tee, but like that's not the issue. Yeah, you used to stuff the ball a lot more, and you used to drain putts like a lot more consistently. And why is that not happening at nearly the same frequency anymore? Is I I know it's a question you're asking yourself. So like, why would you why would you dedicate your energy towards changing something with the, your biggest strength? Which credit to Dustin Johnson because I mean I know he did post a couple of the like you know chasing ball speed things, but he also I remember vividly. I don't know if it was Ka, it must have been Kapalua or or someone like that, where he was he was doing a press uh press conference and people were asking him, you know, well, Bryson, you know, he's just changing the game. What do you think? And Bre- Dustin was very like, Yeah, you know what, man? I'm like very comfortable with how I play golf. Like <laughs> I'm it's I'm pretty much the best time. player in the world. So yeah, I don't think I'm gonna really change anything. And and hearing this was yeah. stark departure. I think more so Rory's comments, I'm not sure if they were earlier this week or last week. With him, it was basically saying, hey, are you going to mix up any other variables? Whether it be caddy, coach, something else. Just change something because the current mix doesn't seem to be working. And you can debate what working is because he, you know, he, 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 he was very successful heading into COVID and all that. And, and then, but it, at some point there seems to be a certain reticence or a certain, uh, you know, hesitation to 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 change anything, right? What? It's it's just like it's it's like a commitment to hey, here's here here's what I'm doing. I'm what I'm doing is the right stuff. And if he's going to be that forward with everybody, then he needs to be totally forward and say, hey, if you do change something, tell us what you're changing and and tell us why. Because otherwise, you're not like you're trying to you're you're acting like you're giving us a full picture, and you need to give us the full picture if you're acting like that. Right. My thing with Rory is he's not a good putter. Like, if you want to fix something, dog, like make more putts. And what do you think is more comfortable to say to the media? Like, oh man, I'm just trying to chase Bryson, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, or like, hey, I'm not very good at putting and I don't really know how to fix that. What are the I, stats? I'm, I'm not say, buying though? that he's chasing Bryson. I mean, putting wise, what do the stats say? I can pull it up. Um, I think it, he, you know, he had this driver asset though that has slipped. And I, again, I don't know what to read out of but his I think, stat. He's yeah. 80th on tour this year in, in putting, which is not far out of line from some of his best years. He was yeah. 122 last year. He was 24th in 2019, which I think was which his, was best, his year best year. Which was his best year. 97th and 18, and then go back to 14, which was his best year. He was 41st in putting, uh, but first <laughs> which, in strokes gain overall. I you think, look at Bryson went from what, one. 122 to third or 122 to fifth or and, something and like has that. Has anybody ever said, like, Rory's, you know, he's just not driving the ball far enough. Like, right. He's well, just not hitting it well. well. But if you're going to look at it, though, like wide angle, wouldn't you think that Rory, Rory's biggest asset was also the one that people were going to pick off? The Like, he no longer, from 2014 or 2012, he no longer has that same advantage. Because more guys are hitting it, yeah, he's a, not as much a hell of a lot farther, and he can't hit it much farther than he currently is. But I would say flip side on that is his weakness has always been putting, and he does he just doesn't get any better at putting. But it's not easy to like unlock this 
tour leading skill. Like he has driving and guys have caught up to the driving, but, and so I don't think it's reasonable to expect him to say, you know what? I'm going to be a world-class putter now and just, just conjure out of thin no, air. No, not right? world class, but when you're already talking about like I'm the best driver in the world, like how do you improve? Like where do you go? I, right. I don't. I, it, so it's much totally, easier to I'm say like it's like it's, it's like he's he's like easy picking. Like right? where's my room for improvement? It's I think it's always been putting. Like dude, just like make more putts. But I think that's that's make, the whole thing is like the whole putt. which is what Bryson has done, which I think gets overlooked in all of yeah, this. Agree. I would also say with, maybe I would the say arm with Rory should be cheating. Yes. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> of course. I would say with Rory and with Bryson, I, I, if I have to hear the triangle thing one more time, we're like, yeah, he's got that golf machine thing going as a triangle. Uh, I would say with Rory, like he was, he was easy pickings, right? Like he was, he was at the top, but he had a very clear strength, and that was the easiest strength for guys to, you know, to improve upon and to close the gap on, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the really what the issue is not necessarily that the driving has gotten worse. It's that it's crept into other parts of his swing, and he isn't hitting his irons nearly as well and hitting as close anymore. So I don't I know. Ju- I would just say that everybody else has gotten much better at that skill too. He's still way up there in driving, though. Like he's still up there in strokes gain off the tee. He's uh, third this year on tour in strokes gain off the tee. But it, it's the 87th in approach and 80th in putting is crept him down to 14th in strokes gained overall, which he used to be one, two, three kind of guy. So, um, do you guys have anything for Hamsterdam? I predicted it would be an excellent broadcast with limited commercials. I thought it was great. I have a very positive thing to say. I, I greatly enjoyed the every shot on, um, the, the tour cast. Yeah. I watched that three days and it was great. Every Shot Live was fantastic. It was a great resource to go back on. It was great to watch. If you wanted to watch a group with no announcers, hear Spieth and Greller talk about shots on the tee, hear Spieth and Reed what they're saying to each other. It's not that interesting, but like watching Reed walk up to his ball in the fifth green today and look at his lie and be like, oh, this is really thick stuff here. And like waiting to see what he was going to do with it. And like, but hearing the shot by shot, I think it's an open face 57 here. I'm going to try to land it right here and do that. And then he did it. I was like, Fuck, I am engaged right now. Like that is what golf needs a lot of. I it's not realistic to do every shot live for every event right now. Um, it is gonna be added more and more and more throughout the years, is from what we understand. But hopefully with the data lake. If the if like to make this event stand out and to feel like a big, big golf tournament, one lot less commercials on the telecast helped a lot, and two, being able to watch every shot live on uh on every shot live was made it feel like a big, really event a big event. It also made me think like this was a big sporting event and every other PGA Tour event that I watch is just an ad vehicle. It really, really, really made me feel that, especially after Bay Hill. Drives home the difference. Yes. That difference of like, whoa, all the players are there at this one and it's like getting the big boy coverage. What have I been doing for the last like two months? Like why is, you know, why do they do, why don't they do this 20 times a year instead of like letting it bleed for 40 something weeks that you're never going to get everyone there? Honda's going to feel be painful. Nobody's playing that, right? I can't imagine any of the top guys. I'm sure there's some that, you know, are local, but like, God, that that field's going to be not strong, I imagine. Did the mics cut out on the Reed ruling? Allegedly. That's what I, that's what I didn't, I didn't see, see all of that, but uh, I don't know. It, It was, it's it's extremely interesting to go back on and watch like whoa Andrew Putnam chunked one on seven on on Friday I'm gonna go watch that on number seven and 
you know, oh, how how did so and so make a seven here? And you go watch it all happen. Is it, it is it's an asset. It's a big big lift for just like a in their minds probably a minimal increase. Like it's probably not a huge money maker for them right now, but it serves the fan, which we've been begging for. So the only caveat I would put is I want to make it very. I don't want to be on the block or be associated with like I'm begging to have, you know, every shot of Matthew Naismith's round broadcast live. I, I deeply don't care about that. I it's pretty rare. I feel like where I'm gonna I'm dying to watch 15 hours of golf a day, especially at the players. Like, you, I, I want to. It, it almost kind of drove home for me. Like, you know what? They actually do do a pretty good job of putting the interesting groups on PJ Tour live. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I really need, especially when Ricky misses the cut. I don't know if I I need a ton more than that from a from a live golf perspective. I'm sure there's a bunch of gambling uh, reasons for having these all these feeds up at the same time. But where I found it really useful, just personally speaking, was with the PJ Tours Tourcast. Is kind of there, you know, where you can click in, you can see like every shot that somebody's hit. You can see all the radar data from the trackmans that are on the tee boxes and all that stuff. I thought it was great. Like when you see, holy shit, Rory made an eight. It's cool to be able to click in and see like, show me every one of those eight shots. Or hey, Spieth just made three birdies. Let's go look at what those three birdies were. I thought that was great. Um, I don't know if I have a ton of use for the, you know, having a feed of literally every group is is really overwhelming. To me, and I, I really like to actually the Masters. I know you were saying, Saul, it's not live, live. It's it's on kind of a four, five, six minute delay. Um, but the Masters, my group or whatever it is, when you can actually, it'll just chop up like, show me Mark Leishman, Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, and Jason Day. And it'll show me all the shots from those guys as they happen. I think that's a lot more useful than just, I'm going to put on this one feed for five hours and, and watch 90% kind of dead time. But it's a, obviously better to have than not have. See, I would rather have this, honestly, I think. Yeah. And, and I think on the way with this is going to eventually be what the every shot, the my group thing is with Matt. Yeah. But I'm hoping it's more live because right. it was too far behind for me. But this is, I don't know, I, for us that you know want to follow Max's rounds, like you can go in and watch it all. And It was great for that. I think they do need a picture-in-picture picture kind of option or a four-box option yeah. so if you want to see multiple groups all at once. I think uh, this, this feels like a, um, it feels like a supplement to Shot Tracker. Mm-hmm. versus a live viewing option. And it, the, the right? past viewing, what you're saying is like, you just I can go and click buttons and watch all of Max's round that I missed or but something instead, like that. Yeah, instead of going, hey, all right, cool. Like, how did he make five on on number eight? You can see, all right, I can see the tee shot and then I can see the lie and all that. It's That's also just important. a great resource for like, wait, what happened again on 14 today? Totally. Yeah. You go back and watch that. So. I think um, my biggest takeaway from coverage was the fact that the proud partners need to spend more money on their actual commercials. If they're spending that much different money, commercials, you're saying. yeah, yeah, just different commercials. Just have a wider variety of commercials because I saw so many fucking Justin Rose shots. It was like Justin Rose, Rory, and and Ricky, Ricky of and the three of them missed the cut. And Tough it felt like and it's like all right, cool. Like either choose better ambassadors or like because they, you know, Randy, you've got the Grant Thornton purple palette and army <laughs> out there and. Ricky missed the cut. I hate that for you, man. I know it stinks. Hate it. Thank you, Tron. <laughs> it is like amazing. If somebody did a like a a Venn diagram of like the things that the 
the players has copied off the masters. <laughs> it's like Excellent. the partners oh, that run the commercials, the, the live streaming online. And again, most of it's all good. Like you sh- probably should be copying Augusta, but it's pretty shameless. They have such a hard on for Augusta. It's too. wild. This is the wind tracer was my incredible. entire point about the course setup, which yeah. I don't want to get back into, yeah. but like yeah, you, people you like, don't go them into it. All right. The wind tracer was awesome. Was I don't great. even know if it's accurate, yeah, but like all this shit going on at 17, all the all the swirls and everything, it, it totally messed with my head in terms of I thought I thought had, wind was very simple. It's not. I thought I had they should mess with the setup of the boxes every year to where like they put different gaps in. <laughs> different wind tunnels. And there's different to do it wind day to tunnels day. and yeah, That's and good. see if and like, now put, we're talking. Yeah, like put those things on tracks, mm. right? That would um, be sweet. And the picture in picture on 17, watching guys' reactions as balls were coming in and landing on the green, I thought that was awesome. So mostly positive Amsterdam, and ter- and, other than and it's actually, hard to go backwards. I thought the, the the conversation between JT and Jimmy on 18. On 18 yeah, it was great. Yep. That was the best, some of the best commentary they've picked up all year via microphone, and they let it shine, and it was awesome. Just asking what he carried this club on the previous hole and like that process is. It just goes to show you, too, that like the, the, Commercial load has such a massive impact on. It's too big. It's got to change. It's just flat out got to change. And it's and it's not gonna. It's gonna get worse next year. The announcerless uh, tour cast. It it really goes to show how little I think a lot of talking ads. Oh my god! Yeah. To watching golf, like I didn't need I didn't need it when I was watching. <laughs> I watched Mickelson and Charles Howell the third this weekend. Like I was I was good. Anyway. Yeah. I've spent a couple of days out there. I just want to emphasize again, it's like one of the best possible tournaments to attend as a fan, just like all the viewing spots, especially with a diminished capacity. I would like to comment, uh, credit them on like mask enforcement was real out there. Like they had people going around straight up to people, like cover your nose. Like, like you can most, they were almost to the point where it was uncomfortable and like kind of militant a little bit. And also just kind of more worried about the optics on TV than they were. Hey, I don't care what you do. As long as you're not within 10 feet of the ropes. Exactly. So, I thought they were, you know, vigilant on that. And you have to be if you're going to let that many people in. And there was not a small amount of people in there. But I thought that was handled very well. Um, and some uh, some clear thought was obviously given to that. So It's always a great experience on site. Like, they, they, they do a good job. It's a it's our hometown tournament. They I love going to it. Kudos to the paying volunteers. <laughs> uh, the energy was uh, just different around two guys, I felt. Spieth and Bryson. Um Bryson was feeling himself out there. He was yucking it up at the crowd, laughing, thought he was really entertaining people. Um, didn't look half as cool as he probably thought, but it was he was feeling himself. And then when Speed came through Saturday, just like he had a really good shot in the 17, and like that whole whole place just lifted. And there were some other good shots on 17, and the place did not react like it did with Jordan Speed, which people validated validated a lot of what I feel when I watch him and. It was cool to see that in person in terms of like this whole crowd kind of stopping and really gathering and getting getting excited about he's it. He's the a superstar. He's the guy. I know. Yeah. He's the sewing machine. He moves the needle. He, he tr- <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, that's pretty much it. Ben on made an 11, which was sweet, um, and then had an awesome tweet afterward. The Golf Channel did the super cool, really cool, creative tag a friend who would make an 11. And Ben had been on tagged himself, which that's that's well played. Good sport about it. I, I had a couple of small things. Uh, empty the notebook if you if you guys will allow me to. Uh, we didn't talk about them making the 18th hole internal out of bounds uh, for Bryson talking about maybe hitting it over into nine. I I walked around there for a good amount of time on Thursday trying to figure out where he was 
kind of half-bakedly thinking about hitting it. Didn't see a great a great spot to land it over there, but I've done it. It's not great. <laughs> I've actually done it before. Like on, on purpose? On, on yeah. purpose? Yeah. I, tried, I did it in a scramble or something once. I forget. I tried to find the video. I, I swear there's video of it somewhere, but I've done it. It's not worth it. I don't know why, unless you could get all the way to nine fairway and then take line of sight from the tent. It, it just, I don't get what he was. What Masterful he was chess play. It, it was Bryson. great. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the caddy competition. I feel like for all the things they rip off from the masters, that feels like an actual real players championship tradition that was spawned organically that raises money for charity. It seems like the players and caddies are super into even the, the caddies we talked to, like the only downside, I think it mega slows up that back nine. Uh, Cause everybody's got their caddies and agents and all kinds of different people hitting shots on 17. So it takes like three hours to play a, Practice round on that back nine on Wednesday. The agents but get to hit shots. Some of them, if like you don't oh, have a allegedly. caddy who, oh, if you don't have a caddy who hits, listen, it's on the edge of becoming horrible. Randy, but, but it's but for, on the edge of seventeen. It's on the edge of seventeen. If I know one thing about golf, it will be horrible <laughs> in a couple of years. I but think that's Ricky. Why I think Ricky a couple of years ago had his agent shot. But that's for right now. What I'm saying is preaching the positive. I think it, I think it's great. And so uh, shout out to Chris Rice. I believe he caddies for. Uh, Harold Varner III hit it to a one foot two inches, which is pretty cool. I think he's a local caddy. I believe he is. Um, What else did I have? Uh, 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 uh. Shout out to JT Poston. He was playing with Max, tweeted this earlier, but uh, he started his tournament six over through eight and ended up just kind of chipping away, chipping away, and finished T22, which is worth about 170 grand. So instead of, you know, maybe a a shout out to Neil on that one. I think Neil would have packed it up, maybe (laughs) WD. Threw his clubs in the water, something like that. Instead, the postman hangs out, cashes $170,000. Came into this week 66th, I believe, in the world rankings, which is kind of the big reason for bringing this up, is just a week like that, man. You never know. It could turn around. It could bump him up. I didn't see where he bumped up to this week, but it's got to be really close to getting into the match play. If he plays well at the match play, who knows? Could be getting close into getting into the Masters. It's just... It's the little the game within the game stuff. Is, hate hate is to tell you this, he dropped to sixty eighth. Really? Yeah. Uh, he must have had something fall off. Mm. All right, we'll disregard. But you, you never know. You never know. No. Still a good week. Um, Kevin Nam made an eight and withdrew. That was sweet. Of um, course. The, many people are saying the podcast bump is dead. Um, <laughs> tough look between that the podcast bump not happening and then you know two guys picking the guy to not win that actually won the tournament. Kevin not withdrawing was pretty fucking weak. That was tough, and 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 Fitzpatrick called him out for it in in his post round presser. Um, I have no issue with guys withdrawing. <laughs> really? Like who cares? <laughs> I never know what you're gonna say. I really don't. Randy, I, th- I think you're a big play the game the right way guy. Kind of guy. Though. I mean, honestly, like who cares if Kevin All withdraws? From I am very out on guessing if people are injured. Like if he says his back is hurt, I'm. Very much like, you know what? I'm not going to guess that it's not. Fake algae season. Only other thing I had, I know that I'm sure they mentioned on the broadcast plenty of times, but Adam Scott, closest to the pin on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on 17. That's pretty cool. That's He's man of the and moment. And then hit in the water on 18. But, or sorry, hit in the water today on 17. Bummed to see the Canadian Open got canceled this mm, week. Um, that. So workday is supposed to be going to a, somewhere. <laughs> it was supposed to be going to a good good golf course too this year, right? Yeah, Royal St. George. The, or, the the other Royal oh. St. George. <laughs> it was about to be Royal St. George SCN, yeah. but not quite so much. Where it, would be the best place to play it? Um gosh, I would I would think you could do a different routing. You could do a composite course at uh, at Sawgrass. But maybe what, play Dyes Valley. What do you guys think about a, women, a composite a women's players? 
like at TPC. It'd be awesome. It'd be great. I think they would have to, you know, we talk about firmness of greens and all that. I think they'd have to mix up some of that or really why, modify the course a little bit. But Why wouldn't the tour have the players in the spring and then, like, have the season finale end at TPC as well? Like, why wouldn't you come to the home twice? Like, why would – think they, on that. Maybe that's a topic for the future episodes, but, like – Someone – I don't know if it was – can Hideki win or, or someone on Twitter was talking about kind of scrambled my brain a little bit. Like, why wouldn't you have the playoffs be like those best events of the West Coast swing leading up to the players? Like if you had the playoffs should be like if in, you had the playoffs basically February or March. Be like Pebble, Riv, and then whatever, say Bay Hill or something into ending at the players is your basically like your tour championship. And then golf season starts with the Masters. Like, Whoa, that's that's kind of that's provocative. intriguing, provocative, and, and and interesting. Because then you wouldn't have the the uh, the same. Although I guess it would make the wraparound even more important. It's yeah. an arbitrary start date as it is. Why not make it yeah. mid spring? So, all right, let's wrap it at that. Um, another two hour special. <laughs> um, we're getting pretty good at this. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Very fun week, and uh, we will be back for Honda Honda recap next week. And a great interview coming this Tuesday with Hunter Mahan, if I may say, a surprising, and if I may say, it might blow you away. It was really, really freaking good, and I'm pumped for you guys to hear it. So I also want to give a shout-out to Adam Long, the Schlong T22 this week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just the Pete Dye master. Thank you very much. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yes! Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! <laughs>